You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Reloaded, a podcast brought to you by Mash Those Buttons, covering World of Warcraft Classic, TBC Classic, and its community. I am Bobby, also known as Blazin' Bob, and today we're joined by Ryan, aka Cognitive Pit. How you doing? Hi, I'm good. I wasn't expecting that level of uh, enthusiasm, but... but it's TBC, <laughs> baby. <laughs> TBC. <laughs> You're like, let's amp it up, and I, but I wasn't expecting... Welcome! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm like, okay, hey, good, doing oh, good, doing good. All right, all right. Well, and unfortunately, we are not joined by Mel this week. She had a long week where she traveled all over the place, and flights got delayed. Things were just rough, and so she is decompressing now. And we will see her next week. But we do have a brand new guest to to the show, Guide Extraordinaire Alania. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, guys. Thank you for coming. We are we're excited. So this so this episode, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about what we've been doing cuz a lot of us have been doing a lot. Then we're going to talk about some, you know, the news that's come out and then we're going to talk to Alania about her guys that that she makes for leveling and talk about some plans for TBC leveling. So with that being said, let's jump into it. We had no new iTunes reviews this week. You know, you can't you can't win them all. I think Yip telling them to slow down on the reviews hurt us bad. There. <laughs> yeah, this is my fault. <laughs> I specifically <laughs> said slow down on the reviews, and now there's none. I wasn't I wasn't expecting that drastic of a change. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay though. But maybe next week. Maybe next week. So let's just jump in. What has everybody been doing? Who wants to go first? I'll start. Uh, let's see. What was I doing in WoW? <laughs> uh, PvP was the big one. I think that's where uh, I've been spending most of my time. Besides helping to level the shamans, we had our shaman crew re-rolling uh, because we play Alliance, of course. And uh, we had a bunch of people, maybe six, seven people who were um, leveling shamans. And I think only like five or six of them were actually re-rolling. So we did some boosts, stockades. Uh, a couple dead mines. I actually here's here's a tip. <laughs> it's a little bit late. I didn't realize how good dead mines is. It's so much better than stockades. I was I was so mistaken. To start, yeah, yeah. So not just at the well. Yeah, yeah. So at fifteen, my head was like, oh, go to stockades. You're fifteen now. But all the way up to like twenty twenty one, dead mines is way better. Um, you get way more XP per lockout as well too, which is the most important thing. In stockades, after twenty minutes, you're locked out and. Like flying somewhere takes 15 minutes, so it sort of ruins everything. But um, dead mines, if you're boosting people, is really useful. Might be too late by the time you hear this. Um, but we did some of that. Stockade, Scarlet Monastery was the big one where we spend like all day in there just on my warrior. So it's super slow, but we got through it. And then PvP, I, I finally whipped out Might of Menethil uh, for some serious action. And you it's, definitely whipped it out. I, I felt I felt like I've wasted <laughs> my life 
because I should have just been smacking people with Might of Menethil this entire time. I should have not been raiding. <laughs> I should have just been arms and then globaling people. However, because of the boosted characters, I think it's a little bit skewed. Whereas before, you'd have to fight people who are maybe more on the same level as you. PvP, if you're not against a pre-made, is just full of no-gear level 60s who are still wearing their, their boosted gear. I yep. faced a warrior in Warsong Gulch last night who was still in the boosted gear 100%. He must have just, like, bought strat or ZG boosts to get 60. And uh, I can global a warrior, so that was fun. Didn't realize <laughs> didn't realize that was possible, but it is. So uh, it's been a lot of fun for me this week. Nice, nice. What about you, Al- Alenia? I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here being slightly... Um, slightly let down now because uh, I had my very first PvP experiences this week, and uh, oh, wow. yeah, I I don't have any real experience PvPing. I brought my uh, hunter in to get me uh, a couple of items of uh, welfare gear before the um, Burning Crusade uh, portal opens, and uh, now I'm being told there's a whole bunch of 58 boosted and no gear Andes. <laughs> I thought I was doing really well, and, and now it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, everyone's super geared right now. All the boosted characters are. Yeah, yeah, thank you. All right, we'll just, we'll just take, that, uh, we'll take that story and we'll run with it. Thank you. <laughs> Would you been doing anything else besides PvP? Oh, yeah, it's been incredibly busy in the lead-up to launch. Um, I am looking to push uh, Oceanic First 70, uh, open-world speedrunning, and uh, that requires quite a bit of preparation, as you can imagine. Uh, most of the work is already done, uh, but uh, still have a fair bit to do. So there's a few summoners that I'm leveling to put into place uh, to turn in all those uh, pre-farmed quests at level 60 when um, BC goes live. Uh, so there's there's a bit of that. There's the PvPing that I mentioned earlier to grab uh, a couple of pieces of uh, gear that I wasn't able to have drop in raids over the last uh, couple of months. Uh, I've <laughs> Oni and I uh, are no longer friends. I've been trying to get my helm from her for some time, and she just refuses to drop it. The old curmudgeon. So uh, no luck there. And um, you know, other other than that, uh, it's just a whole swag of. Um, Practice more than anything else. Oh, and of course, uh, the the add-on uh, that I um, the the guide that I did for an add-on in game for sixty to seventy, um, Wow Pro is the add-on that it's based on, and they only created a BC update last week, so I actually had to do a sixty to seventy run in game to record that on top of everything else. So it's been oh, wow, <laughs> it's been busy. <laughs> it sounds busy. I've been busy too. Like, so first off, like the PVP stuff, we've been just, I got my first taste of what it's like to be in a, in a pre-made and me and Ryan were in a pre-made last Friday after the podcast. And I got 75 Arathi Basin marks in just one night. I mean, it was absurd. We didn't even really have a good, like a like a real comp. Like we only had at any one time two or one healer, and people just roll over. Like like when it's a pre made. Like I thought you know it would actually be hard, but I mean they just give up like so quickly. Yeah, for horde, it's shocking for me for horde because horde have much longer queues than alliance do. 
Uh, so our queues pop almost instantly. Maybe you ha barely have enough time to make it to the PvP vendor if you're lucky uh, to get something in between games. But yeah, once you, once you, especially in AB, once you're four or five capping, their wills are just broken so quickly. And I think honestly, especially when you're on your warrior and there's two warriors who are just nax geared in the front, people just don't want to play against it. And I realized that too, going against pre-maids in Warsong last night, is if the other pre-made had two or three warriors, I didn't want to do it either. They come out with their with their 2.5 gear and their mites of menethil, and you're like, I don't, I don't want to fight this. I want to fight the boosted people again. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I'm a monster now in PvP, and I don't even have like I've got the sword. Yeah, the, from, the claymore, the unholy claymore. Yeah, from from, Gluth. from Gruel or Gluth, Gluth. Yeah, and it's I mean it's a monster too, and but just with with my gear like unbuffed i'm almost 6k health you know and like i've got an un like i've got almost 30 percent crit on top of that i mean it's i'm just a monster right right now and it feels good to beat up on the the, the really ungeared people especially if they're on that mount i'm just like oh <laughs> i'm coming for you dude yeah. oh man i also yeah, do professions did you guys do any professions this week i finally had to do my blacksmithing uh i think pvping helped me really know i wanted blacksmithing uh even though i knew i mean i want a pvp on my warrior so i want deep thunder and storm herald but I, you guys know i wasn't you know on the podcast i've said i haven't been 100 percent sure uh but after just pvping i was like okay we got to get deep thunder <laughs> we're going blacksmithing yeah look yes and no yep. <laughs> i um i'm actually re-rolling to horde for bc so i'm having to start again from scratch on another server so i've been literally <laughs> yes Yes, with friends. Wow. I'd, I'd, I'd been promising <laughs> to play with them all classic and I never did. And uh, I have a very simple philosophy and that is friends are more important than faction. So I am willing to roll the shittier faction in order to play with my friends. You know, friends are more important than faction, which I'm surprised to hear your friends would make you reroll. <laughs> <laughs> Got to think oh, about it from yeah. the opposite way. Yeah, that's... That's a very good point. I'll have to think about that now. I'll be like, well, if you guys really love me, you come over to Alliance. Let's do it. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, um, but yeah, you talk about. Sorry. I was going to say, yeah, obviously, like as part of that, I'm I'm learning to uh, get some uh, some new uh, professions up. Something I don't normally do when I'm speed running because it takes more time. So it's uh, it's been a novelty. It's been really good. Nice, nice. Well, yeah, you talk about prof professions. Now, I did prep pretty good on my two mains, like Lock Dude and and uh, and my other uh, Blazing Bob. Already had their prof their professions done that I was going into. Like as soon as I found out the leatherworking changed, I went ahead and worked up enchanting on Lock Dude. I was done there, but I did. I guess my my mage was already 300 tailoring, uh, but I did finally get him from 59 to 60. I also, nobody judged me, but I boosted a paladin to 58, <gasps> got him to 60. Like, like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> got him to 60, and leveling is absurdly fast now. All I did to get from 58 to, to 60 was the cloth turn-ins. Then with the famous Bingo Jones, I did all of the Fellwood quests and 
all or I did all of the Ungoro quests first, then all of the Fellwood quests, and got sixty at the end on the last quest that we turned in in Fellwood. That is absurdly fast compared to what Classic took for fifty-eight to sixty. What's really interesting is with the leveling changes, it almost feels like the game wants you to level to sixty. Whereas before you'd hit certain levels where you'd be like, I'm out of quests or I have to go so far away to do two quests in this new zone. Now it's a little more it feels a little more rounded out when we're like helping some of these shamans level. There were actually a good amount of quests to do when they were appropriately leveling up to either the next dungeon or another zone to do. Whereas before it's just there's so many gaps that. Uh, at least without a guide, maybe Alenia knows better than we do. Leveling like <laughs> without a guide, it's like, where do I go from here? I've done the quest. There's no zone near me. Yeah, it's it was rough, and it was funny when when Winky came on the pod and told us that Horde don't have that problem in the 40s, like Alliance do. Like they have quests that keep going. I was like, are you kidding me right now? I didn't know that. We probably have quests. It's just our cities. To where these zones are just don't make enough sense that <laughs> they feel like it's like you're you're sitting up in um I don't know what's like a, a 38 zone I don't know you're somewhere over in Eastern Kingdoms and now you need to, need to go to Tanaris and it's like okay let's go down to Baradin Bay we'll go to Theramore uh, this is the first time I've been over here because we don't go to Thousand Needles really we don't go to the Barrens so we have to run all the way down to Tanaris then you're there then there's like the beginning quests you've got like five or six quests. But then you're out because the other ones are 44 and 45 and 46 and you have to leave Tanaris now. It's just too much. Uh, but now it's a little more rounded out with the extra quest zones and the faster leveling. It makes a huge difference um, in, in Classic and actually even in the in the speedrunning guide I had for Alliance side for uh, WoW Classic, a 40, the 40 zone is a horror zone for Alliance. You actually don't have enough quests. So you have to grind. That's why people complain about it. There's like, there's this weird drop off of of uh, quests and quest chains that you can do at that level, and uh, normally we end up grinding out about three or four levels worth uh, before you continue on for that specific reason. So it's not just you. Good. You know, <laughs> I'm glad it's, it's not just me. <laughs> it's, it's not just you. It's everyone, and that's why everyone just complains about it when they hit forty. Oh, I feel like I've stopped leveling. Well, you have. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I worked up three characters in classic, and I was just like, I thought I would figure it out better each time, and never did. Always got stuck there. And those were the only times that I did like actual mage boosts, you know, like it was because like I was just like, well, I just don't know what to do, and I'm just not really a grinder. I love quests, just don't really like to grind. Yip loves to grind. I do love to grind. Oh, do you? <laughs> do you want to swap? Me. Grinding makes me sleepy. <laughs> It's like I, if, I, no, if I've I, got a section to grind, like I just want to pass out. It's so boring. One of the things I'm most excited for is the is the Talbuck grind at Nagrand. It's not that long. It may be four or five hours, but sitting down and just killing ogres and getting your Talbuck feels so good to me. I just love grinding. <laughs> but there's just like in classic, there's not enough grinding to be done. So I never really got to scratch that itch. Like there's a little bit while you're leveling, but for money, grinding has never hasn't been the best. There's no like specific rep or faction that I need to go kill things and grind for. So it's sort of CBC will be better on the grind side. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You'll actually you know see stuff going up besides X XP yeah. and stuff. And, and I've been grinding primals on beta, trying to find out where where the best farm spots are. And 
it's just I love farming moats, moats of water, moats of fire. They drop so often, and every time I see them, my eyes light up. I'm like, yes, moats. Where's your Where's your favorite grinding spot so far? Um, my favorite grinding spot is the uh, eels in Zanger Marsh. The I think they're the there's two sets of eels. One don't drop moats of water, and one do. I think it's the lagoon eels that do. But there's so many of them that it's the only place for me to farm waters that isn't super annoying. Uh, maybe Elemental Plateau if no one was there. But a lot of the times, water elementals are like actually underwater in the Burning Crusade. So you have to swim. And I've I've died. Like I've died every time I farm waters <laughs> <laughs> because it, I just can't pay attention to my breath that long. Uh, so the eels for me, you can stay toward the top and not die too often. And the drop oh, rate's man. insane. Fighting in water's got to be like the the worst thing ever. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I I remember in, in Cataclysm there was a whole zone that was underwater only, and I was like, "Oh, get me out of yeah. here!" And that's after they they made changes to try to make it like a more pleasant experience. So it's just they it just doesn't work too great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you think like I'm flying? This should be cool, right? But no. Yep. Oh, but yeah, so then the last thing that there's so many other things I've been playing so much, but the last like big thing is I went a little nutty on my <laughs> paladin. So <clears throat> I do tell. I yeah, I uh went a little bit of a spending spree. I bought all the stuff You're that our our Laius told me to bought to buy, and now I can SM one pole. <laughs> like it's it's really crazy. And I've been just like working up professions, pulling all these dungeons, like looting everything. Like it's been freaking awesome. I've been having a blast. I went and tanked uh BRD with a whole bunch of the the uh the the shammies of the guild that were working up and uh 58 healer and it was just a blast. Like paladin tanking is so easy compared to warrior tanking that I can't even explain. Warrior tanking, I feel like I'm like tabbing everywhere. I'm trying to like make sure everything's right. And paladin, I walk up like consecration. Job's done, dude. Just, I just want to just check. You're talking about in classic or retail? Classic, classic. He's, talking, yeah. so, he's not talking about tanking. He's talking about Scarlet Monastery and like stockades. Uh, yeah, paladin tank. tanking yeah. is not. Yeah, real <laughs> tanking as a paladin right now isn't perfect. But I it is, I did it is pretty nice. good at BRD. We'll have to see, like, going to Skolomance and stuff like that. The, we'll the problem arises when the people with you are geared versus not geared. When you're with like people you're leveling, I think that paladin's totally fine. But yeah, it is a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we'll see if they like rip aggro. Like- I'm sorry, I'm I'm having this I'm having this mental image of Bob with his paladin, just like going, "Oh yeah, you know, consecrate," and oh, I'm doing great as a tank, <laughs> and like the the other the other people at his party are like like Nax geared, <laughs> they're just looking at yeah. you know, Bob <laughs> having to write stuff, going, "I'm helping." Oh yeah, let them have it. Give them- <laughs> oh, I was pulling uh, in. BRD, I was actually pulling like at at times like eight hundred to one k damage with the spec and all the spell power on the the consecrate. Like the bigger the pack, like the more like DPS you do, it's nuts. But you're right, like a tier three could probably rip aggro from me pretty easy. Yeah, my <laughs> current gear. The um, 
the biggest problem too is the 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 mindset you have as a warrior tank. You need to just realize you can't. <laughs> like if if you got a mage in there, you got six mobs, and they're gonna like AOE everything. You just have to have that like agreement. Like, listen, I'll tank three or something of these, but you're gonna need a Nova. Yep. There's just no <laughs> chance. My my whirlwind hits four things. My thunderclap hits four max things. If we've got five or more mobs, you got to be ready. <laughs> There's yep. just I've come to terms with that. <laughs> oh man, yeah, warrior tanking was. One of the hardest things I had to learn in classic, because I had never played Warriors, so it was definitely hard. But yeah, it's been it's just been doing a lot, dude. Like and I've been enjoying every bit of it. I've been it's been like, fun. Helping everybody level. I've just it's been a really good time. There's so many people in the guild that are on. There's so many people coming back to play. The auction house is booming. It's it's been a great time. Yeah, now's a good time. If you're it's time to join a good guild, guys. If you're sitting out there and you're not having a good time with your guild right now, now's the perfect time. There's so many guilds popping up, forming. Uh, that did not happen a lot during Classic. I didn't find, like, not a, lot, a ton of good guilds ended up being created in the middle of Classic. It seems like they were created at the beginning or they transferred on. But right now, our guild is popping. We got 20 people on at any hour of the day. Everyone's doing stuff together and it's only going to increase in TBC. It's so much fun to have people online and not raid logging. That if you're still in a raid locking, if people are raid logging in pre-patch, I'd be worried. <laughs> it's time, unless you know they're busy. It's so much fun. You got heroics to do come TBC. You want to be in a super active guild. It's just, it's just been a, a serious blast in pre-patch with everybody online doing stuff again. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 been a really good time. Does anybody else have anything else they want to cover on what we've been doing lately? I, I know I miss stuff, but man, it's just been a. I've just been playing constantly. Yeah, I've missed everything. The only thing is, and this is sort of just a side note on the warrior thing, I'm kind of looking forward to the dungeon grind in TBC. Because I hate warrior tanking in dungeons as they are in classic, this is going to force me to like, <laughs> this is now like my, my retraining. Totally fine raid warrior tanking. Over these next hundred dungeons, I'm ready to learn how to <laughs> be the best. Everyone's going to be Nax here that I'm with. I'm going to have to learn yep. <laughs> everything and I'll be ready for heroics when I hit 70. Yeah, well, luckily we both know Ale, and we could always just shoot him a, a DM, and he's always happy to help. He sent me the spec that I should be using for 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 dungeon tanking. So, well, I don't need any of that. <laughs> just remember, well, it's a don't put me on don't put me get. on Bob level. Hold <laughs> on a second. <laughs> You're a DPS pretending to be a tank. Nah. Yeah, Ale's Ale's a great guy, isn't he? Oh, he is, he's, a, he's a total great guy. And he owes us because he had a fresh mage that we literally decked out in like eight pieces of BWL gear because he came to our to our alt raids. It was, it was great times. He got so lucky the first night. It was, I think it was seven pieces total the first night. It was out of this world. Yeah, I'm surprised he felt comfortable stealing that much gear from our guild. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was just like he felt so bad. <laughs> We're like, don't, dude. It's it's totally fine. All right. Well, with uh, that being said, let's move on to Heheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheheh
Time for the news. So first off, uh, there's there was a bunch of, of hot fixes, but the one that I kind of wanted to touch on is cross realm party in in invites and chatting has been fixed. Now, when this first popped up, this scared the crap out of me because I'm like, oh my god, do not give me dungeon and raid finder. Please, Cross Realm, don't do it. I don't want it, please. But it turned out to just be a bug. It was probably because it was probably code that was from the classic era servers, which, by the way, guys, are dead. <laughs> they are. I've seen multiple videos. I haven't logged in for myself, but they are dead. But so what did you guys think about this? Did this freak you out at all? I mean, we did talk about it a little bit, and I think I said there's no way. I mean, it's just got to be something to do with Classic Era. Because they're combining servers there, uh, it just seemed to make sense that all of that nonsense was just just nonsense. They're not, they're not going to, you know, send us doom and gloom a minute before TBC comes out. Like, here's some massive, <laughs> you're going to cross-realm group. That's how we're fixing these horribly imbalanced servers. Cross-realm. <laughs> Well, what's your thoughts on 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 cross realm grouping, Elenia? Um, I wasn't too worried about it. I think that uh, there's certainly some alarmist elements in the community that sees things like that and panic. But I mean, you've got to remember, even when Classic was in beta and they were getting that set up, um, we had similar things crop up where you know there were some artifacts from the uh, base that they built uh, Classic on that you could mine out of the um out of the beta and um you know people go oh my god you know lfg is going to be in blah 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 and here we are with uh burning crusade classic coming out and lo and behold oh my god lfg is going to be in it's like dude come on that was two years ago <laughs> you got to you got to give them <sighs> the benefit of the doubt a little bit while they're still building it's like don't go too crazy what's interesting is there is supposed to be an LFG tool that I think is not even coming with launch, right? I think that they are delaying the Burning Crusade LFG tool, like the the Finder, the actual like yeah. listed one. Like that's that. that yeah. I was gonna say that that started in BC, didn't it? The LFG. Yeah, yeah. It's not like it doesn't auto group you. It like lists a group where you can easily find people to group with, but it's all just like the same server. It's just so you're not spamming trade as much. <laughs> It's um. <laughs> easier looking for for group tool, like where you can – and it started there, but they were saying they were going to give us the updated version of it, which just – it's basically you put yourself on a list, and it's like I'm a DPS looking to do these dungeons. I'm a healer looking to do these dungeons. People can look at it. They can invite you to the group, but it, it's not like the LFG tool that came in the – like middle or towards the end of wrath where it would just literally warp you to the dungeon <laughs> then warp you right back to where you were standing prior after the dungeon and it was cross realm at that time and at the time we did think that that was the next the best thing since sliced bread and we just learned the hard way that it really destroyed com like server community and but yeah, it's not that. It's just a. It's just a list, basically. Yeah, my main point though is like there. There were people freaking out about maybe. Oh, maybe there's gonna be this cross realm stuff. It's like there's not even a list LFG tool coming yet, and people are afraid there will be like cross realm LFG. It's it's so it is. I you know 
people have some some lack of faith in Blizzard, maybe because of the deluxe edition mounts and stuff like that. But people are really jumping the shark about what Blizzard's willing to do. <laughs> like, I don't it's think the they're going to ruin of the everything. world as we know it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I work in sales and and marketing as a career, so I'm a little bit more a little bit more conservative about uh, watching what Blizzard's doing, but um, certainly not unaware of. I'm certainly. You know, they, they've got a thought process going there that uh, certainly makes me wary about what they're going to bring out for sure. So uh, it's uh, a little bit of uh, both sides for me, um, but I will agree with Bob on this one. I'm not a fan of LFG in terms of it, like, you know, uh, losing that sense of community that you want. You want those interactions to go and find people, not just look it up on a list and, you know, go, oh, yep, yeah, we'll do that group without any sort of, uh, interaction between you. So, and anything that reduces yeah. interactions, I think, is damaging. With that tool, I think you still have to. I think you can send them an invite, but I think you still have to like talk and chat. I'm, I'm, I'm just not sure because the tool was so bad in BC, nobody used it. Yeah, people like, were still it, spamming. Yeah. Do you do you honestly think, just out of curiosity, do you honestly think that Blizzard would bring back the OG LFG tool, or would they give us a version of the current LFG tool? They would give us the the modern. So they wouldn't give us the the auto group, but they would give us the modern looking for group tool. Where I think where it's it's like quests. So if people need help with quests. You can like list yourself there, list yourself for a dungeon, list yourself for a raid. Would not surprise me if they they put out something like that. Which which I agree. I think even just that little though. Every every little bit where you make it easier to get a group going reduces the amount of community involved. So there's somewhere there's a middle and everyone will have a different opinion. But the more you get to like, hey, OK, okay what's your item score? <laughs> you know, what's what's your gear score? <laughs> uh, OK, IO. come on into this group. The IO devil from retail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to have a really scary con conversation about LFG going on to the launch of Wrath here in a year and a half or two years. So definitely look forward to that. It's gonna be it's gonna be a nutty conversation, but I don't think we're gonna have to worry about it until then. So luckily it was a bug. We're good. Yeah, don't 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 worry. Don't don't worry, you know, about things down the track. It's no point. We've got enough things to yeah. stress about now. Yeah, uh I think I I had a college prof professor once tell me you have to have a healthy attitude when going through life you have to worry about the things that you can change and the things that you can improve and let the things that you can't kind of brush off your shoulder or you'll go crazy so it's 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 a thing that's stuck with me all <laughs> all through life so i thought i'd share <laughs> it's a nice philosophy yeah, it definitely makes life easier because you can just get mad about so many things. Oh, so Blizzard on on limited supply vendor recipes for Burning Cru Crusade. So in Classic, everybody should remember, or maybe everybody doesn't. Maybe they just bought it off the auction house. But there was often crafting recipes that would have a little one by them. You could only buy them on a specific timer. Uh, you could cheese it some with layers, swap a layer, and still and and still find that recipe. There there were quite a few of them. They were in original TBC, but it looks like Blizzard is going to get rid of of those, and it's just going to be like tra like for instance, trans transmute primal might. 
used used to be on a timer, but it looks like now they're just going to let anybody buy it that comes up. Good. So you don't have to. Yeah, I think this is kind of a good change because people just took advantage of it and just made money for nothing off of it. Well, it's not. It's, so I don't care about that. What I care about is the bots that are there 24-7 still buying out RuneCloth bag. You still cannot go yep. buy RuneCloth bag on White Mane of your own volition because there are bots there doing it. So that's rude everything. Yeah. My my problem is is that I mean it it it's not great. It's you know, I like I kind of liked the the limited recipes. One of my favorite ways to make money is um well and, and back in the day, <laughs> I don't do it now, was just traveling around to the limited vendors and buying all that stuff and then reselling on the auction house. I think it's fun, it's useful. You're providing a convenience for people. But when bots make that kind of convenience thing into it's just impossible for a real player to get this for something like Primal Might, that would that would be economy shattering. If only the bots could transmute Primal Mites for the first few weeks of of TVC. It just isn't something that um, it's just not healthy for the game at all. So it stinks. It's one of those things, again, where they're changing the game uh, to make up for bots. But what do you I mean? if only bots can make primal mites i don't know what you do i'm not a fan of them just constantly touching stuff it's just like just leave it alone yeah you know just it doesn't <laughs> and it, sorry for the language um look you don't they don't need to do that what they what they should be doing is getting rid of the bots you know Get rid of We've the bots. Been this, yeah, yeah. Because it like, you know, part part of the thing about like fighting over recipes and trying to find someone who has it, that's interaction in the game. Like yeah. so what they've done is instead of forcing people to try and outcompete bots to get these, like, okay, we'll just give them to everyone. You know? That's cool. But, you know, it takes if if the if the bots aren't there, then it brings it back to that you know genuine competitive in the community that you know people can sort of try and chase it down or hang out with someone else for hours to get this thing, or you know go rummaging around in the open world to find someone who's got the recipe so you can get what you're after, and that is something that you don't really see very much of in retail, for example. Now that just doesn't happen anymore, and this is one of the things that adds to the flavor of a community in classic and they're, they're literally taking it away by making these decisions. If they remove the bots, which is, <laughs> would be nice. Sounds like the, the smartest thing to do. It just, it's either really hard and we just don't understand that it's really hard or they just really want to push the, uh, token narrative <laughs> it's gotta yeah, it's gotta do with the where they with their bot philosophy and like band waves or something like that 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 has to be the biggest problem like that has to be coming from somewhere because band waves the way they do them are is it's absolutely ridiculous you have the bots ruining everything getting up to 60 farming everything up and then getting banned all at once as opposed to just like there's no way you can't know that a level 30 hunter whose gear is broken and just keeps suicide running into a mob isn't a bot like there's no you know, they, they can do something more than they are and they're choosing not to. So there is some level of that. And I totally agree. Like this sort of thing to me, I, you know, the if we had to weigh the pros and cons, I'd rather bots not monopolize primal might. But I totally agree. You're losing part of the game. Something interesting that that flavors World of Warcraft. I think one of the reasons people like classic vanilla is because of all these sort of inconveniences that sort of add up to what is a robust world. 
things that are like life is inconvenient. And when you have these sort of things going on, it feels like, wow, Runecloth bag. I need to go get that from Winter Spring. That's so far away. That's so interesting. But then to show up and find five people who are named a random series of letters, it's like, okay, well, this sucks too. <laughs> well, and you still, I mean, you're still going to have those types of things, even with it being limited there will be people that just buy the recipes off the auction house for an upscaled price it's people that buy the chrono boon for two gold more than they would have to buy it if they (laughs) went to western playlands and i mean for the people that do want to do these traveling things they they will still have a a a route to, to make extra gold because they are making the gold off their travel inconvenience. Well, you can't anymore, though, now, because they're making them bind oh, on pickup. Oh, they're bind on pickup yeah, they're now. not making they them are. bind Good on point. equip. Good. I hadn't heard learn. that. I hadn't yeah, heard that. Yeah, That's cool. So, wow. so yeah, they're Mate making bloods. them actual bind on pickup, so you have to go yourself and go get so it. So now everybody has to <laughs> go. Okay, so that market is server. definitely dead. <laughs> yeah, just... it's, it's, it's weird. But yeah, I mean, the philosophy is why is Blizzard having to keep change their game? You know, the 30 instance cap was a big one. I don't it, it does stink when they're changing their game instead of addressing the problem. They're adapting the game to a problem as opposed to fixing the problem. Yeah, that's that's the thing that that bothers me. It's just like, just leave it, leave it alone. Like, if there's a problem with bots, fix that. If there's a there's yeah. a problem with people being toxic purging. <laughs> Just leave it alone because, I mean, I know everyone likes the Chronoboon, but how many stories have come out of situations where people are trying to deal with uh, PvP or some inconvenience? I mean, you, you talk about, you know, people, people talk about WoW memories. Those WoW memories come from conflict a lot of the time when they overcame some sort of difficulty, whether it was in a raid or in the open world. And when you see these sorts of changes come in where um, Blizzard just comes in and goes, hey, free stuff for everything will make your life easier, it it takes that away. Well, I think for us, like we definitely enjoyed the times we had to fight into the dungeon with our buffs. I think the thing for us is we didn't like the level 35 shaman just rezzing right in Stormwind and purging us you know, just like not putting any work into it I don't know. at all, I, really. H- hold on, though. I like that sort of passion. <laughs> once we're once I, we're toward like the end of TBC, even right now, I can joke about it. But in Wrath, we'll be like, remember when we when we were like on our way to BWL and we had to deal with these idiots and Stormwind who were dispelling our buffs? I mean, it's a story. I'll take it as a story at this point. I'm not living it right now. <laughs> if, if only there was a way to report people that are griefing people repeatedly by doing stuff like that, that would be actioned on, right? If if only. If only. <laughs> I mean, that's if only anything was actioned on. <laughs> but we need to have an episode sometime that is just all about bots because there's a lot of things to talk about. But they absolutely have the budget to deal with bots better than they're dealing with them now. It's not that yeah. crazy. I bring up RuneScape all the time. RuneScape used to do these live streams, and maybe they still do. Uh, old school RuneScape, where they had a a they they called them moderators, but employees of the company. Uh, there was someone who was specifically there to deal with bots, and they would live stream bot busting and take all their gold and like show how much money they're making from stealing all that money from bots and and real world traders. Like, hey, we just stole ten thousand dollars worth of gold from this bot by like banning him right now, and it was really fun and like a community event. Uh, but it showed that they were working toward fixing the problem. Right now, it's just. Why are there so many bots around? Like, there's no communication about like, hey, we know we've got this huge bot problem. Even this change, 
Am I crazy? They just say like, hey, we're going to change it to this. They don't say because of there's there's so many bots around. It's like they don't even want to mention that botting is a problem in this game. Yeah, we're not dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something else to mention. Uh, I don't know if this is the I can't remember how it was in TBC. Like I can remember a lot, but this specific thing for the recipes, I just can't. But in the in the beta, we tested like these different recipes and they 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 respond within five to ten, ten minutes each time. And so in classic, it was definitely like six to eight hours type of deal, like on on lots of them. Well, the importance matters a lot, too. So that's why, like, specifically, they only pointed out Primal Might because I have a feeling that that's like the biggest one. And for me, that would be the biggest one. If if like primal might is really really important for everybody, pretty much week one. So to have like a six hour respawn on the one primal might transmute, and it's the only way to get primal mites. There's no other way. You'd be bottlenecking so insanely. Yeah, and it's on a cooldown for each character. So exactly. So the primal might is like the most appeasement one, where it's like it's hard to argue with that because I want primal mites week one, <laughs> but. How many other recipes that are less important are they making this change for as well? Where, yeah, if they spawn in five to ten minutes, that might be perfect even with bots. You have a chance to get out there and get it. Uh, it's just really when they when bots have like an exact timer that they can get it. That's like not a great thing. Yeah, it 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 was definitely it definitely varied, but it was like five to ten ten minutes. So I mean, it really wasn't that bad prior. But I guess they just decided to just go all in and just be like, up, oh, we're just changing it completely. Yeah. But, uh, well, you know, whatever. Change it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that seems to be like the, the standard response is, oh, we'll just change something in the game that wasn't there before. And, you know, <laughs> then, then, then it'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. I just wish I worked at, at Blizzard because I could just tell them ex exactly what to change and what not to, because, Bob's changes are best. The thing is, well, it, it, I mean, the interesting thing is like the bots because like it doesn't, they do need communication with it because we can't understand some of these changes. We need to understand what they're dealing with. Um, when they did do the 30 instance cap, they they had, I think they had mentioned some numbers with botting that sort of justified the reason why they were doing it. Um, we just need more info like that. Whenever changes like this happen, at least tell us why you can't bust the bots if you can't. If there's some reason, at least tell us the philosophy they're not dumb <laughs> well i mean and the guy that writes the 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 responses is uh randy jordan who yeah. you know used used to be the co-host on the on the instance podcast for years i mean the guy loves world of warcraft and i love it when he gives their their thought process and he does it quite often you know so i do appreciate when they actually elaborate on why they're doing something and sometimes it actually makes me feel better about the change because it's something i didn't think of so yeah i would definitely like that too all right the next thing on the docket is the caverns of time tel teleport will not be available early on in the burning crusade now i'm pretty sure this is the way it was in tbc Originally, and it was something like midway through, they're like, well, let's just give them an easier way to get to Tatarus. Yeah, I mean, oh, there's a lot of little things like this that have been popping up that are just like where they're they're randomly choosing to, to phase certain things, which I appreciate. 
Um, it's just weird that it's all coming out at random times. It just feels like they're like, oh, we just remembered this. <laughs> we better time gate this also. Because <laughs> it's just these sort of things are coming out days before TVC is coming out. Like, we didn't know Guild Banks weren't coming out with launch of TVC. They're just, it just would be nice to have a grand list of this when they were kind of announcing the phases. Um, yeah. I just think they weren't at that point at that time. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. I like I like things being phased because it really gives a sense of progression. Things aren't going to be super monotonous for the entire time we're playing. Yeah, Guild Banks, I'm not sure I like being phased. But like most things, I liked everything that they did phase in Classic because it gave you a little carrot on a stick, a little exciting thing. Like I remember when the, the Titanic leggings were coming out and we're like, who's getting the first recipe? He's going to make a fortune. I'm going to pay him 300 gold to make my legs because I want him now. You know, and like that was exciting. What's interesting is the Guild Bank change is the only one I've seen that looks 100. Well, maybe the LFG tool, too. Um, but the Guild Bank looks 100% technical. They didn't say, hey, we're phasing it to keep it consistent. They said, like, hey, we're we're going to work to get it out sooner. But by the way, it did come out in ZA last time, so you can't really blame us for not having it out. But they were like, we're going to work to get it sooner. I just think it's just not done. They just don't have a non-retail version <laughs> of the Guild Bank or something, so they need to build it. Which, again, is just one of those things where, I don't know, I, I don't want to look that far ahead into the future of, like, Wrath. but. I think that if they had the team that they're moving into TBC with from the beginning of classic vanilla, then a lot of these things wouldn't have popped up this late. They would have had a better idea of how TBC was going to be run. But when they weren't really sure what they were doing for most of vanilla classic, now they're sort of like, okay, we got to really hurry up on getting TBC out. And that's just the way it feels and comes off. RIP Omar. Did you have any thoughts on this? Aladia? Uh, look, I just feel it's a little rushed. Um, I know that this was uh, very close, I think, to the original timeline uh, a while ago that got leaked for Burning Crusade. So obviously they, if that was the case and that was their original plan, they've managed to stick to it quite well. But it kind of feels like it's at the cost of it actually being ready at launch. But we had the same issue with Classic as well. Don't forget, uh, Classic beat only, like they only allowed us to test up to level 40, for example, which is less than half of the actual game content as far yeah. as open world. <laughs> so there were some problems on launch. I know I know with BC they'll they'll fix it as they go along, but there is still an awful lot of stuff that needs amending. Like hunters have still got a lot of broken things, for example, that you have to macro <laughs> to make them work. Wow. I'm sure I'm sure the other classes have the same issue. There's issues in the open world, there's tuning in the dungeons. Yeah, my warlock pet, I was just gonna throw it in there. My my warlock pet is he has a mind of his own a lot of the times currently in pre-patch. <laughs> but but were you going to add anything else after that? Sorry, I just wanted to bust in with that. Oh, no, you're you're absolutely right. And I know Warlock Pets were, were an issue as well. Um, it's one of those things where it was it was reported on beta some time ago, but, um, you know, they tried to fix one thing and broke another, you know. I just, I just feel it's been a little bit rough on the guys actually working behind the scenes to try and get everything fixed. And I think that they would have benefited as well from some additional time to get things going. We've actually talked about that a lot. We've tried to point out that it's probably not the devs that are making these rushed de de decisions. Oh, yeah. They're just the ones that have to deal with the work that comes with those decisions. And they're probably like, okay, dude, well, I guess <laughs> we'll pull an all-nighter here. All right. I, I think we've all that had days. in every stage of IT. 
I think we've all had days where um, someone's just wandered along and dumped a whole stack of things to do on our desk with no preamble and left us to deal with it. Everyone knows what that's like. Yeah, I mean, it, it is oh, the man. it is a symptom we see of, of Blizzard now just being like an ordinary AAA game studio. Which <laughs> That's just how you have to see it. And like devs being put under pressure and timelines not working out. That is just AAA game studio classic. So, how do you feel about working Saturday? Yeah. <laughs> the game's coming out Tuesday no matter what. You can not work Saturday, but like every every game comes out with a day one launch patch and stuff now. Like no game is just done <laughs> on launch. That that pre-patch yeah, that, that was a horror. Truth. I, I felt so bad for the guys working behind the scenes for pre-patch. When it when it got Us pushed too. back, what was it, twelve hours in total? Those yeah, guys were bad. working for a long time. A long yeah. time, and like that's that's what I do. That's what I've d- did for my career for you know fifteen years is basically database server work, and I did tons of my migrations, so I know the possible problems they were running into, and they're not easy fixes, and you have to start over from scratch, and it's 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 a nightmare. I it couldn't means- I couldn't help but laugh when it was happening. Well, not laugh, but. They were working so hard. It's really annoying. Everyone's really mad at Blizzard, which is just to me. I talked about it last time, but it, it's silly um, <laughs> that like people are mad at devs. Like they're obviously trying their best. Maybe the communication was bad about when it would be ready, but they, like they're not slowing it down on purpose <laughs> to mess with us. But when AV was broken, I don't know if you know this, Selenia, but um, Drex war masters weren't spawning, so Alliance could just win Alltrack Valley in five minutes, like over and over again. Oh, and I was wow, just thinking really? about I was thinking about all the devs just yeah, in there. The bed. horde had no chance. They they were they were up till like two in the morning working and they're finally going to sleep and all of us are just like, oh there's a bug in the game. <laughs> like we're just getting tons oh, of honor while they're why sleeping. Why did I hear about this? Now I'm disappointed. I could have just like farmed all of it that was, honor. It was it a was really precious nuts. amount of time. It was I, I'm I'm Eastern, so it was four in the morning when servers came up, and then for about three hours we could farm like insane honor. And the poor horde had the the longer queues too, and they had no chance to to win zero. Be, be, yeah, because like as long as you had, I mean, you didn't even really have to have a that good of a take, like. But you just go in there and just burn him down, and there was no other mobs to help him. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, every, everyone wants to talk about the 10x honor that we were getting, but the the broken Alltrack Valley was where my honor really came from for the week. It was just insane. It was 1,700 honor per five-minute win with no Q on Alliance. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, it was, uh, but, yeah, okay, well... Let's go ahead and move on to Jip's got a lot of thoughts about this. Uh, so I'll go first. This is the Burning Crusade classic promotional video that uh, features Ron Perlman. Uh, Holly from the team is in the commercial. I it it brought me back thinking about like you know a night elf mohawk, you know. Mr. T and then like the Chuck the Chuck Norris, you know, burning crew crusade commercials and just it it felt cool. I will say I liked the song that they did for classic more than, than than this one, but I really enjoyed this and thought it was fun. Definitely there were some cringe parts, but that's where I 
that's where I fell is I thought it was I thought it was fun. I'm glad that they did it. Did you have a chance to see it, Alenia? Uh, yes and no. I watched about half of it and went, okay, and turned it off. Fair. <laughs> okay. Here are my thoughts. I like that they make it. It's nice to put a little budget into this. They DC marketing has been like pretty whatever. They haven't really I don't know. It seems like Blizzard still really just relies on display ads everywhere. Like on YouTube, it's like, come join the battle. Illidan's back. And I'm like, okay, this is where your marketing budget goes. But they made it a cool little video, whatever. First of all, whoever wrote it doesn't care about BC at all. All they do is name drop things like, hey, remember Grohl's Lair? Hmm? How about Mm. Illidan? How about Black Temple? And there's no like actual for there's no thought into any of these things. No one no one's mentioning any depth to these things. They're just naming them. So that's yeah. my first issue. Second issue. What is this game called? What is Classic WoW called? Because the guy in the the guy in the song says <laughs> that the person like was like the destroyer of Grohl, but ba- but this was back in Classic when fights were hard. So are we playing classic now or is classic vanilla? What is what? So to me, TBC, Van, I think we should call it like TBC vanilla or something. Not You shouldn't call 2007 the Burning Crusade. You should not be calling that classic like they do in the song because this is classic. So I, that's just confusing. Their, their branding for this is so confused. I feel like because the the my friends at Blizzard like often quote tbcc so the burning crew said classic i think classic just means the classic game i think wow classic was wow classic vanilla no but that's <laughs> and they the- just call it wow classic because it it was originally titled world of warcraft and it didn't have a the burning crusade or wrath of the lich king right but they're in the song they're calling they're calling the burning crusade period classic they're yeah, calling exactly. the old yeah. version classic. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. I'm, I'm with you on this one. I'm with you yeah. on this one. They're calling yeah, that would be like calling vanilla. vanilla classic. It's vanilla yeah, and yeah. crusade, so it's very- and we have classic now. Classic is the yeah. modern era. They're they're trying to like appeal back to like the old vanilla times and the old yeah. original crusade times. And I'm like, oh, this is back in classic. It's like, well, classic came out two years ago. <laughs> yeah. That's not ancient I, history. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's so it's so bizarre. Um, so to know. me, the the other thing is it's they have to give up. I could be wrong on this, and maybe not everyone does this, but at some point, and people have complained about this before during private server time, um, everyone just calls it TBC now, right? Uh, back in the day, I called it BC, but I call it TBC now, and I see everyone just call it TBC. But Blizzard is still stuck on this Burning Crusade thing. They refuse to put the word the anywhere. I don't know why. <laughs> we did. Yeah, we did just call it BC. We yeah, we never said TBC now that you mention it. Yeah, but I feel like sometime it evolved and now everyone says TBC. Like I used to call Dire Mall VC for Van Cleef, but everyone calls it Dire Mall or, or not Dire Mall, Dead Mines. Everyone calls it DM <laughs> instead of VC now. I don't care, whatever. Uh, but <laughs> TBC, I feel like, is the normal thing to call it. And Blizzard is just refusing to call things TBC. And uh, they should just give up on that and then just call it TBC from now on. It just needs to be clear branding, right? It's just like, just be clear yeah. about what era we're in with how you describe stuff. Don't just mix and match it because it like, 
you know, if if they're appealing to new players that maybe want to come in and try uh, Burning Crusade Classic for the first time, then you know you, you need to be clear for them because they they won't understand that. We'll understand that because we understand the semantics, but not everyone will. Yeah, like it is. It is just a little bit. Like there's just a lot of terms getting flown around. So those are like nitpicks for fun. But in reality, I think that in order to make something like this better, like you said, the Night Elf Mohawk makes way more sense than like, hey, Ron Perlman. Why is Ron Perlman (laughs) at the end of this? Ron Perlman is at the end of this. He's it's like Hellboy. (laughs) Yeah, Hellboy. He was also the he he was in uh, the biker show. Uh, Sons, Sons of, of Anarchy. Anarchy. He's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah, but what does that have to do with any? He's yeah, at his I wonder end. if he well. plays. I don't know. Why don't they get like an actual WoW player to do it? Yeah, they made it look like it should have been Mr. T. At the end of yeah. that song, if Mr. T was there and was like, and also Night Elf Mohawks, it's cringy, but it's like, hey, this is what we did back then. It reminds me of actual things. The, the classic- you gotta say it right, though. Night Elf Mohawk. Oh, wow. That's a good impression. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> the The problem I have is like the classic one, it's cringy, but it talks about like Leroy Jenkins. It talks about things that we actually care about. This one's like, remember Girl's Lair? And that gets like, me no, to my main point. I don't remember Girl's Lair. There's something crazy. Yeah, Girl's, girls what? They don't mention <laughs> player versus player at all in this song. Oh, really? They don't mention it ever. They don't say and arenas. This is basically they the don't birth say of where it became cool. At yeah. the end, here's how messed up this is. At the end, they're saying whether you like to explore or you're like venturing into raids, Burning Crusade is coming out or something like that. They don't. They they put explore before they put PvP. They, I don't even understand. What do you mean like to explore? Like walk around? What is that? How could they not mention PvP when arenas are coming out? I just, whoever wrote this does not care about Burning Crusade. They hired some marketing company to looked at Wikipedia or something, pulled out the raid names, and then made a song. And that's all that happened. It's cool that they're putting effort into stuff, but they just, I think they really missed the mark on this. That's so funny. I thought this was fun and cheeky. I had no idea you were going to have like a whole like <laughs> drop down list of problems. I have notes. He's, I took he's notes because I was stick out, and he's just like this. It's <laughs> 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 like just beating it for like five minutes. <laughs> I don't just like calling things cringe because I like some things that are cringe. Like I like I like weird role play stuff. I think it's funny. I think it's cool when people are like, let us. You know, for the alliance, you know, I like that sort of cringe stuff sometimes, but this is cringe for a different reason. This is cringe because it's like pandering with no effort behind it. You know, there's like, it's not like, I feel like you need to give more than just cringe because you could call that first classic one cringe. Why does that one have 5 million views and a million up like likes as opposed to this one that has equal likes and dislikes? I think that there's a reason. And it's like, you can see how much care and effort. I wasn't sure who they were actually pandering to with it. I was just like, this This isn't resonating with me, and that's why I turned it off. I was just like, yeah, okay. I'm obviously not the target yeah, audience. And in conversations like this, I am so glad you're a host on this show. Yep, you are awesome. <laughs> Listen, I've, written, I've written countless parody songs in my life, things people have never even seen. And I'm just saying that they did put they put no effort in this. This is a 20 minute song they put together. Like to write the lyrics of this song, they put zero work in. That's all I'm saying is that there's no passion. 
We do know the devs listen to the pod, so, you know. Hit, well, yeah, uh, the devs didn't hit, make this, by the way, right everybody. Up. Don't be mad at <laughs> the developers of Classic WoW for this. Your funds to fix botting did not go into this either, so don't be mad at that. Like, there's, the, they weren't like, should we fix bots or should we make this video? The, you know, I see some really weird arguments people make online, like. I yeah, know. I can. I think you could be a fan. You could, I think you could be a fan of the game, and be critical of it as well. And I think yeah. you got to have those For robust sure. conversations, and and it's got to be open and genuine. Uh, you know, in order to give the right feedback back, if you're just like you know, uh, glossing over it, then you know that's no real benefit to the people that are producing the game in the background as well. They really need to know what we really think, not just having a spray or venting, but actual solid feedback is pretty valuable for them. I think definitely. And uh, one other thing to bring up that Yip and I talked about in pre-show, but forgot to mention, but inf- info guy in chat mentions it is the like to dis dislike ratio. And he be believes that it's directly as a result for the deluxe edition and the boost. And I have to agree with him. What do you guys think? I mean, obviously there are variable factors. You can't say for sure what caused it. I'm, I'm obviously biased. So in yeah, my, this, in my rant, yeah, this is our guess. This is our guess. This, this is, yeah, like, but in my rant, I put together, I know that the like and dislike ratio has is not, does not have to do with the fact they didn't mention PVPers. I was kind of spinning that tail to work in my <laughs> in, in my way. But the the problem is is that I talk more about like the Wowhead comments, the comments on the video and stuff like that. And a lot of them are about it being like cringe or yelling about them not fixing bugs. So that's where I'm drawing that from. I'm sure that the reason it's like 50-50 like to dislike is not because the video is a little bit cringe. I'm sure it has a lot of these external factors coming in being like, deluxe edition. Like, so, I mean, I, yeah, of course, that's a a factor of it too, but for my own personal reasons as well. So, my rant was more personal than about the like and dislike. Those, those like dislike ratios are absolutely like worthless. So, it's like like people just jump on and say, I'm going to hit a dislike because, you know, uh, you know, I saw a 58 booster tune yesterday and I'm not happy. It's like, it's absolutely useless feedback for the game. You know, they can't, they can't do a thing with that. I don't understand why people don't get that in 2021. But if you're watching this, you know, guys, uh, like and dislike what you're looking at. Like, if you've got some some beef, then try to put it through a productive channel for God's sake. You're talking about the boosted stuff, and I oh, so I don't even know if I want to tell this story on the podcast, but I'm gonna do it. Uh, please don't at me. <laughs> so I boosted the Paladin, right? And I'd been drinking a little bit that night and I got into the boosted paladin and I was like, they didn't even give me a weapon. Oh, God. <laughs> and I, like an idiot, thought that the only way I could get a weapon was to buy the deluxe edition. No, so you didn't. <laughs> I went and upgraded the deluxe edition and then I still didn't have a weapon. And I finally Googled it and I was like, oh, I have to do a quest to get the weapon that's the quest was like right in front of me and I was like, okay, well I bought this stuff. <laughs> so then I went and I did buy the Paladin uh, Epic riding. And then the horse was 95 gold. And I was like, well, I've already got this mount that will go faster. Oh no, you didn't. And uh, I was riding the mount around Stormwind, And I was so embarrassed that I was walking most of the time. 
because I was just embarrassed that I was on this mount. So I went back and spent 95 gold just to buy the horse so I wouldn't be <laughs> on that Stormbot mount. Dang. It was it was it was a whole a, like a drunken roller coaster of bad. I I hadn't heard that second part, but the the first part with the weapon, I remember thinking as you were being you were like, "Where is like I don't how come I didn't start with a weapon?" And we're like, "There's a quest Five feet in front of you when you spawn in, but you had already left that, and you're like, "Where did I spawn in? <laughs> I don't even know." And we we're just like, yep. "This is why I I love you, Bob, but like this is this is how it starts when they're like, okay, we need to just like auto give people quests because they're not understanding that you need to pick up quests. <laughs> like we need to start. <laughs> you're you're starting the top of the slippery slope when you're like, "Where's my weapon?" I'm just telling you, it was I was genuinely embarrassed walking <laughs> around on that freaking mount like genuinely embarrassed and the mount sucks like you know how like most mounts you could get through doors and you could like be mounted for a good amount of time before it actually pulls you off not with that stupid store-bought mount it doesn't fit through any door so you have to dismount manually before going through any door that's a, that's any big mount though if anything that's a positive because now the the store bot mount is not the bis mount because <laughs> because of that. I will say something else. I I noticed leveling with uh Bingo Jones. He he had that big old elephant because mm-hmm. he's a uh, drainai drainai, and uh, yeah, he would never get dismounted in the water that I would get dis dismounted in on my horse. And I was like, Pfft. oh yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Well, hold on, so. Okay, you shake your head at this, but did you know that in the Maradon pull, and maybe like the updated like 80 trillion Maradon pull mobs don't do this, but back in my day when Maradon was 300 mobs, gnomes actually can't run through some of the water. They have to swim through some of the water. So it was I actually, actually found that yeah, on so, DM jumps. <laughs> yeah, so it was actually a big problem too that like gnomes do have, they, they're, they're smaller and <laughs> they interact with the world that way. So it is it is interesting, but... Is it uh, a problem right, though? Well. Is it a problem though, or is it flavor? Because it is still at the end of the day an RPG world, so you should have different difficulties based on what class and what race you're playing. And I mean, they they are they are vertically challenged. I as mean, a as know? a human warrior who does not have a escape artist, I don't want to hear any gnomes complaining about anything because <laughs> you get escape <laughs> artist, but you're really tiny. That's like the trade off. You get an amazing racial. They're just so cute. They're so cute. <laughs> All right. So the last bit of news has actually been completely reverted, but I thought we would talk about it because we were we were wondering about ping and stuff when this came out. But they they initially said that the oceanic realms were going to share a a battle group with the American realms. And the first thing I thought is, what about ping? But this was reverted. But I just wanted to get you guys. This Thoughts quick on it. Well, someone probably has the most important thoughts, and it's neither of us. <laughs> exactly. We actually have an oceanic player here, so let's hear your thoughts. Um, I I woke up to literally everyone I knew losing their f-ing mind over this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet. Uh, there, there was- Josh probably the biggest one. Yeah, Josh, I mean, everyone was having a spray, you know, and, and rightly so, I think, you know, to um to bring in this level of change a few days before release. I know Arena's not supposed to start for, for a month, for example, 
But still, to bring in that sort of change right before release is just, I, I don't know what they were thinking. Um, I try, I try to be like, you know, on the, uh, you know, side of generosity when it comes to decision making. Sometimes people just don't think things all the way through, but this was a no brainer. Um, to try and play arena, if you, if you're going to be competitive, let's say you wanted to be in the top 1%, play arena. Uh, where the Oceanic community has only a small number of players compared to the NA, you'd be just about guaranteed almost every match you would be dealing with um, playing on an NA, NA, NA hosted server, you know, 200 plus ping, 250 ping. Imagine you're trying to get like that gladiator title and you can't, not because of your lack of ability, but just purely because of where you are. That's not fair. And I'm glad that they reverted it. I can tell you the amount of memes and spray that came out of it was absolutely, uh, it wasn't funny, but it was really funny. <laughs> they had a lot of angry people. <laughs> I can imagine. Well, and one thing that I thought about was I didn't immediately, when I saw the news, think that it was going to be all NA hosted servers. I thought like like maybe it would actually host the Australian it does. players it on would. an Australian server with us coming over and us having the big pig. And I was curious on how they were going to do, if they were going to like 50, 50 it, or if, if we played someone in Oceanic, would we always be on an Oceanic server? I was curious on how they would do that. It would be population based, I would expect. So, um, just granted that the Oceanic community is a fraction of the population of NA, the majority of them, I would expect, would be hosted on the NA servers. But regardless of where you're being hosted, there's going to be someone that's going to be disadvantaged. Yeah. Well, I've, I, I mean, I feel like you guys have some pretty big, because like some of our biggest listenerships are in Aus Australia. So, I feel like you guys have a pretty big population of. You well, know, the problem. Okay, well, the problem. Really if they had a big players. Well, I'm going to put it this way: if they had a big population of players, they wouldn't try to connect Oceanic and NA realms for arenas. Like that's the whole reason is is if you can't find a group over on Oceanic, they're not going to send other people to Oceanic. You're going to get sent over to where there are people, and that's how most games function. I was thinking about like Josh was talking about his mega server on uh, his uh, patriotics. Ex exclusive uh, count countdown after dark, and he was talking about how big the server was. I guess I just didn't think about that's their big server, but we have like you know fifteen of them over here. So I guess yeah, I just yeah, didn't think about. I that. think I think the most important thing is it's it's a philosophy of the game. I think that is starting to come out with that because on one hand they probably are trying to balance how easy it is to hit gladiator. They want to balance how quickly you can get into arena matches and things like that. But back back in the real classic, or <laughs> back in the day, um, everything was so much more server-specific, where everything is different on each server, right? Getting Grand... Even, even in classic vanilla right now, getting Grand Marshal on a different server is an entirely different thing than getting it, like, on white main. People would transfer over to different servers to get Grand Marshal and then try to transfer back because things have different values on different servers. It's way harder to get the Winter Saber on White Main than it is on a dead server because you have to compete with other people. So the idea is that like, it doesn't really matter if more Australians or less Australians can, can be gladiators because it's server specific. 
But that did change in TBC. We got with the battle groups, groups right? That's TBC. what I'm saying. Is it's a philosophy differences. Once you start connecting realms, the value of things now need to sort of even out across every realm, and that's like the biggest problem that we have, and why it's easier to make everything more cross realm. Because why? It's if some if gold is worth something different on each server, how do you fix it? Well, you make gold tradable between servers, and that's the scary philosophy, I think. So when you connect realms like that to fix problems, is they don't care that someone's super disadvantaged because they think everyone should be on some sort of like weird playing field. But really, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it takes ten minutes to queue for arena. I mean, it it stinks. I feel bad about it, but you would want to be able to fairly compete for your prize. You don't want to be disadvantaged just so you can get into more arena games. Like everyone, but everyone you're playing against also has that same advantage or disadvantage. The problem is if you bring them over to NA, you're just, there's no, there's no advantage for oceanic players at all. But on the same server, if both of you had to wait that 10 minute queue or whatever, then it it is what it is. Like everyone is competing under the same bad circumstances if there's not a lot of people playing but it's so much better than playing on a completely uneven playing field where you have 200 ping where you still have spell batching and no one else does <laughs> that's that's exactly what happens yeah yeah i will agree that it is better but at the at the same time so to give a little background on tbc they did battle groups right and it actually did suck at certain times to be in, like I was part of BG9, which was the hardest battle group with all the people that he that he eventually went pro. It was rough, but you could be on a different you know battle group and have it a lot easier getting gladiator, getting your shoulders and everything. And so I think their thought process on it was just. We'll put everyone together. It'll make it better for people getting the gear. And I think that was their fail. It's just it's not going to be better. Yeah, it's just not going to be better if there's ping for the other people. So you do have to separate them. And I, I, I mean, props to to Blizzard though for reverting quickly, right? It's it's not meant to be easy to get Gladiator. It's not something where you have to be able to grind towards getting the title. The whole point of achieving it is that there it is an achievement that not everyone is gonna have. You know, trying to trying to sort of create this playing field where people don't need to work so hard in order to make it just doesn't make any sense to me because that's what they did with retail and that's half the reason people come back to like classic and now burning crusade classic is to fight for those things knowing that you may not be good enough to get there and that's that's where your stories come from you know that's where your memories come from like just handing it out you know so to speak like candy is not not what classic is about yeah and this brings up i to kind of loop this in to the with the character copy cost, how it was $35 down to $15, and they reverted it really quickly. And this got reverted really quickly, too. This is just a guess, but both of these changes reek of developers absolutely saying this is not a good idea, right? Because people at Blizzard, I mean, the the, the Oceanic problem is not just a Blizzard-specific problem. In every game, uh, Oceanic players do have this issue where it's like, do we put them with this horrible ping? How do we like how do we handle this issue? This is not like a new thing. So the company knows that putting oceanic players together with NA was gonna have some backlash. To me, it sounds like an overarching thing where somebody said the final decision, hey, we're doing it this way. 
people might have fought back and they just let the community feedback handle it because people who work at Blizzard should have known that this was going to have bad feedback. So why would bad feedback revert the change? It doesn't make any sense to me unless there's like a, con a conflicting opinion within Blizzard itself for these changes. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. It's just like the $35. You didn't know $35 was going to piss people off? I don't understand. <laughs> but they just waited to piss people off and then changed it a day later. Like these, that doesn't make any sense to me unless there's some sort of like internal discussion still ongoing about some of these changes. And again, these are happening days before the launch of the expansion. It just, it's, it just is crazy to me. It, everything feels rushed and like they don't know what to do. And they, they want the community feedback. They're like, let's just put it out and the community will tell us if we're right or wrong. Like, I, it just doesn't make sense, some of these things that they're doing. Maybe if they asked first, yep. instead of just announcing it, that would work out quite nicely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, something like yeah. that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm excited for TBC. There's definitely things I'm not excited about. There's definitely things I haven't liked, but... You know, at this point, like, I'm not going to keep complaining about the different things that I don't like. Well, that's why we're not ending the show on, on this note. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let's move into... Bobby, we need to have a talk about this World of Warcraft classic... Do I look like I know what a WoW token is? So this week, like always, we have a new guest, and we want to get to know her a bit. So we're going to get to know first a little about her her background in just playing World of Warcraft. So when did you start playing World of Warcraft, Alenia? Uh I first started playing it back in vanilla. Uh, so I've been playing it for a little while. Um, I'm a bit of a nice, nice. <laughs> bit of bit of a game junkie. Um, have been since I was little, and uh, I started. Uh, I think towards oh, wait, the hold on. What was your first game? Now that you said you started <laughs> when you were little, because my yeah. first game, I was standing on a chair while my dad played Dart Dart League at a local bar. I was standing on a chair playing Super Mario Brothers. What was your first game? Uh, my first game was uh, Space Invaders on the old uh, Atari 2600. Oh, Space Invaders. Nice. I never had an Atari. I was always oh, I was always so jealous of the kids that had Atari. All right. Sorry to derail, but I just <laughs> had to know. I feel like I'm showing my age now a little bit. But, uh, oh, dude. No one's older than, than <laughs> this boomer here, so don't, don't even worry about it. Oh, I, I don't know. I reckon we could probably fight for that. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i've been i've been a gamer since i was little i've always loved it and um i uh just happened to chance across world of warcraft in an ad in a magazine shot home grabbed it went home loaded it up i've been playing it ever since uh i started uh, fairly late into vanilla so i don't think i was quite 60 by the time burning crusade came out so burning crusade was the first like really solid content that i had with world of warcraft which is one of the reasons i'm looking forward to burning crusade classic um some of the friends that i have today are friends that i met during burning crusade i have a lot of very fond memories that's so cool yeah, I, I rolled Holy Paladin back in vanilla because I didn't know anything better. I've always leveled as Holy Paladin, believe it or not. 
and uh, leveled as holy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I thought I was I thought I was pretty good, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I really wasn't in retrospect. But uh, yeah, some of my best memories of Burning Crusade is uh, running across Hellfire Peninsula with a friend of mine, Crazy, who's now GM of our retail guild. Healing is warrior on my holy paladin as we're like running around killing those orcs. So uh, it's it's going to be lovely going back and doing that. Um, Wrath was probably my first real raiding experience in terms of progression raiding. Um, still, again, as the Holy Pally, um, we were, uh, I think, third Oceanic Guild as a dedicated 10-man to um, down ICC, which we were very proud of. And uh, Yeah, and then after that I leveled every expansion and then lost interest fairly shortly after. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Blizzard. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much like – a lot of the guests we have on are kind of like that. They, if they still played retail, they either quit in Cata like me, or they played just to level and then they were done after each expansion. Yep, I love I love the whole leveling experience. That shouldn't be too much of a surprise to hear that. At um, uh, in retail, well, and they've done that good in retail. That's one thing they have done good. Yeah. Like the leveling, from what I've seen in streams and stuff, is still fun. Like it's still cool. Well, let me let me ask you a question. What's the majority of the game? Is it the open world or is it the raids? For me, it's the open world, but I was someone who came to World of Warcraft thinking that it was World of Warcraft, like literally thinking it was a PvP game in vanilla, and then finding out I had to raid to PvP at a level that was actually okay was like a whole like... I fought it for a long time. People tried to get me in guilds. I was like, no, I want a PvP. I don't want to do this raid stuff that you're talking about. Then I, yeah, then TBC came out. I loved that you could just get PvP stuff. I only PvP'd during TBC. And then I found my love for raiding actually in Wrath because raiding in vanilla was a huge eight hour, five days a week chore that I did not like. And yeah, so yeah, that. For me, it's the open world, and that's why I like love classic. That's fair enough. Yeah, it's uh for me, it's the open world, but that's actually the main reason I didn't love classic as much as I should have because I spent all my time in raids. <laughs> I spent all of <laughs> of classic vanilla raiding, and the open world on white main especially was just sort of a mess. And as someone who likes, like I mentioned, likes to grind, it's like it wasn't even a, a big money maker. It wasn't a, something that you could do if you went out into the world. A lot of the times it was super toxic. Phase one, well, not so much phase one, but phase two and on the PvP and the world was super toxic. Um, so for me, it is the open world. But in even in classic, I didn't really get that. I, I, I spent way too much time raiding and our guild ended up being kind of a raid log guild for the longest time. But that was kind of the fault of them making these huge, ginormous. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying it's a problem with the game, but like the real, like one of the reasons I'm super excited for TBC is they're they're to me, and I don't I don't know how it'll play out. To me, there feels like on any given day, there's so much out in the world I can go do uh, compared to even just vanilla. Yeah. So for me, out in the world is excellent. Well, I um I'm still playing on retail, so uh. Our guild is, I suppose, what people now call a dad guild. It's been around for a long time, Carpe Diem. Uh, 13th, 13th year this year of uh, being in operation. And uh, we, Wow, that's cool. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm uh, raiding on Shadowlands 
and uh, I've been really enjoying the content there. It's um, it's been fun. We've cleared uh, Castle uh, Nutella, which is what we call Castle Nathria, <laughs> on Heroic fairly recently, and uh, you know it's it's been lovely, and it is definitely one of those things where you hang out with friends and enjoy the community and just have fun. Uh, I know that uh, we're not supposed to have a good time in the game, but uh, we try. Uh, <laughs> what what type of level do you rate at on retail? Because I don't know a whole lot about it, but I know there's different levels. I know my brother-in-law is a mythic raider, and he says that's hard as hell. Then I know there's other levels of rating. Like, what do you rate at? Uh, in retail, you've got LFG, which is like the um, – uh, the the people that like sit at the back of the bus <laughs> and lick the windows level. Basically, <laughs> you can clear it on that. Uh, you've got normal, which is just like your normal mode. Then you've got uh, your heroic mode and then you've got your mythic mode. So uh, heroic mode is basically like for people that are gamers, that's like a good difficulty. And then the mythic ones are for people that enjoy suffering. <laughs> so Yeah, uh, he definitely <laughs> suffers. In my experience, heroic is like, what we rated in classic basically yeah. like our classic raids were, you know, we're like, we're pretty, you, you can't just go in and just have fun. It's a little sweaty uh, to do it, but, but you can get it done. And depending on how quickly you can get it done, but mythic is like, you're not a, you're not like a game. You're not a gamer. You're, you're like a wow gamer. You're, you're, you, you're living to raid if you're clearing mythic. Well, like he literally has like a raid leader. That's not in the raid. It oh, just leaves the outside the, raid, the, yeah, the yeah, raid. The twenty-first player. <laughs> well, and then like they have like forty some people, but they like bench, like so, like on fights that like certain comps aren't good. He'll get benched and just have to sit there yep. and like watch everything. But then he like makes a ton of money, I guess, at the end of different uh, of different tiers where they sell mounts to like other people they bring like a couple other people in it's like a whole crazy meta that i'd never even heard about yeah so when you when you complete heroic i think you get a cutting edge achievement which gets you a mount every every tier um and so heroic they they completed heroic which is they're they're a dad guild but complete heroic that's pretty good right <laughs> i didn't i didn't know yeah, that we yeah. get it man i'll have to go back and check i i tend to forget maybe uh, you don't, maybe like you don't. That. i mean maybe it's just the cutting edge achievement i could be totally wrong it i think be. it's mythic because he likes he's they sell the mythic mounts or whatever i don't i don't know it, he was talking greek to me because i haven't played I've got a friend that does the same thing and, uh, you know, it's uh, a way to get carried basically the same way that we do carries now in classic. Um, but um, yeah, back to your original question. So when um, they announced uh, classic, I decided that I wanted to do a speed run, which I'd never done before. I've never speed, speed, uh, speed run uh, a different game. Uh, so I thought I'm going to do this and I started making routing like for this speed run and i I based my times on Joanna's OG vanilla time thinking that's like the gold standard. If I can get somewhere towards there, I'll be doing really, really well. And yeah, look, um, maybe a year and a half later, many thousands of hours of uh, routing and testing and (laughs) goofing off and then doing it again um, and a bit of encouragement ended up with uh, a finished route for 1 to 60 Alliance side. It was fairly complete. I got encouraged to turn that into an actual leveling guide for other people that wanted to, uh, you know, push to 60. 
and uh, we released that, which was uh, very nice. And uh, that was that was an amazing experience, classic launch. I, I don't remember all of it, to be honest, because I was pretty <laughs> sleep deprived. But uh, I finished um, Oceanic 5th, uh, equal 5th to 60, which was really nice. And, wow. Uh, uh, in the top 100 world as well. Nice, nice. Which is super impressive because w- people were going pretty crazy <laughs> on class. Yeah, really that was us. Awesome. We were going these... pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like, it's not just like you couldn't you couldn't just play really well and for long hours and happen into the top 100, you know, <laughs> just for like people to have perspective that you don't just accidentally get top 100 uh, level 60, especially when Classic first came out and people aren't boosting or anything. That was that was quite a grind. It was fun. Well, yeah, and I we 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 need to talk actually in depth about the UM guide, but first I want to know Horde or Alliance? Alliance. Or the Alliance, man. Yeah. Or the, the Alliance. The guy's Horde Alliance. Alliance, you know, gotta <laughs> Even though I'm rolling Horde for BC, that's uh, again <sighs> a friendship thing. But I'm it's always okay. an Alliance. I, you know person. what? That's the best. What are you gonna do when your friends bully you and peer pressure you into joining? I know the it's horde? rough. Yeah, cruel and unusual punishment. <laughs> what we that's do what for I call our it. Friends. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, I mean, at least you don't have to be something ugly. You can roll blood elf, so exactly. it's okay. As I a clarification, admit, I rolled blood elf, but it's for the speedy jump more than anything else. <laughs> well, blood elf is basically just alliance. <laughs> they just you threw a mine over there from a from a law point of view. Because again, I'm going to be maining uh, paladin. Uh, in BC, like I, I nearly like threw the PC out the window when I did the first um, class quest for Blood Elf Paladin. I was just like, "You have got to be kidding me!" Um, I was not happy, you know. It's just this whole, you know, oh, we're gonna we're gonna basically suck the life essence out of this creature and use that for our own benefit. I'm just like, that's gross. Oh, <laughs> I'm gotcha, not here gotcha. for this. Okay. <laughs> I'm a holy paladin, not like a leech paladin. Gross. Well, no, I mean, listen, pa- blood elves—they're just alliance. Fa- they're an alliance race that are just like at it. <laughs> and then we we sent <laughs> them over to the scum. horde. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, even I mean, you you got to look at that uh, the the opening cinematic with with like the blood elf like priestess or something, just like sucking the life out of a mana worm, and you're just like, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man. All right, so let's so so let's talk about these guides. So you, you kind of talked about it be, before. You made your one to sixty guide. Mm-hmm. So how so how did you make that? Because like, did you make it like playing private servers, or did you make it like on retail? Like, because you could only work up to level forty in the beta. So how did you actually make that guide? Uh, on private servers, so like the one to sixty uh, was done the old-fashioned way on private servers. Just um, uh, just starting to work out routing, and then like researching all the available quests in a region, and then playing it through, and then reassembling it to try and make it uh, a little bit XP effective. Um, all the way down to doing like a chunk of a a region and sort of trying to suss out what the XP per hour was in that spot and then determining whether it was more optimum to do your, uh, uh, your favorite thing, um, cognitive, um, which is grind. 
<laughs> that was oh, yeah. always the gold standard, whether it was grinding or questing that was going to be better. Um, and I've, I've still got, I think I've got a notepad here somewhere from when I started writing my very jumbled notes and then it slowly started to um, form what ultimately became an 80-plus page uh, routing guide for um, 1 to 60. And, uh, yeah, it, it turned into a behemoth, but um, that's what you got to do to get all the way to the end of the game, unfortunately. Well, like, kind of give us a rundown of what's in what's in the guide. Like, do you even do stuff like where you're like, hey, you could buy these items from the auction house and be ready to turn them in when you go to someplace else? Like, give us a rundown of, like, how in-depth it, it is. Well, the 1 to 60 guide is a written guide. It's not an add-on. Um, and it was designed uh, initially for people that were starting up playing the game where there was nothing on the auction house and no one has already gone and farmed things. So it is well and truly a gotcha. from scratch. Um, having said that, there was always plenty of notes in there in terms of, you know, keep an eye out and see if these come up on the auction house because you can buy these to use for a quest further on. Um, so it was really, while it was uh, based on like my speed running routing, uh, for 1 to 60, um, we did a lot of work to try and make sure that the average player of any class could pick it up, could feasibly do the quests that were being listed uh, in a particular zone with various classes and like have some idea of what was coming up before, say, like a more difficult fight, go find a friend, grab this at the auction house, uh, set your hearth here. Um, we actually uh, had a starting area for every alliance uh, starting zone as well. So uh, I think we ended up with uh, every starting zone to 20 and then we sort of merged them at 20 and, and everyone went on their way the same way. But uh, uh, I think the other thing that we did as well was we created some maps uh, with important locations of NPCs and uh, quest rewards. Yeah, so um, we created a full suite <laughs> My favorite for those, uh, there's an Easter egg in the maps at the bottom. We've got, uh, I think, uh, Juratar at the very end of the map section, which, of course, we don't go to as Alliance. It just says future Alliance territory. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Nice, nice. But, um, uh, so, okay, so sorry? go right go right ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, like, so um, we, we did it like that because we weren't certain if anything was going to work in the game in terms of add-ons or, you know, anything that was going to show you anything meaningful like Questy. So we wanted to uh, produce something that people could have, like, on a uh, an iPad or a laptop or, you know, do the old school printout uh, so that if it all sort of went to shit in the game, you still had, like, a resource that you could, like, you could use without any problem. I I like the old school printout for the for the dad and 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 boomer gamers. It reminds me of those progressive commercials where did you print out directions to come here today? You're in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. I'm totally for that. <laughs> oh, they're they're the greatest commercials ever. It's you, I can't even explain. Them. You just have to like. Google progressive insurance commercial, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking I'm, about. But I'm typing that in to check out later now. <laughs> I, I live for those things. I live for those things, man. I love a good ad. <laughs> it's like it's like how to not become your, your, your parents. The guy's like, 
Now, he's talking on speakerphone in the grocery store. Is this okay? No, it's not. <laughs> oh, my God. That's uh, just, great. I was like, that, my dad actually does that. Wow. <laughs> okay, so you're doing one for 6270. Tell yes. us about that one and the changes and how the different ways that you, that you can get this now. All right, so it's complete. Uh, it's done. It's like uh, like Frodo in Lord of the Rings. It's done. It's finished. Well, it is done and it is finished. It's been uh, a bit of a bit of a trip. Uh, it doesn't sound like a lot, ten levels, but I can guarantee you it is uh, an enormous amount of leveling that you'll be doing if you're doing it in open world. So. It's been a bit of a process, but um, the thing that I'm very happy to do is that uh, the 60 to 70 is actually going to be working on BC as an in-game add-on. So uh, it's based on WoW Pro, which is a, a leveling add-on that's been around forever. And I have managed to Frankenstein the 60 to 70 into WoW Pro, packed it together and put it in a, a zip file for people to snag on my Discord. Um, they can just basically grab it, unpack it, uh, stick it in their um, interface add-ons folder, and they will be good to go. If let me, nice. let me my my brother Bingo Jones has been asking every day almost how long it'll take to get to seventy. For someone who hasn't played DVC and is maybe following your guide, if you had to give like a rough, even a big range, like how long is it going to take a normal person? Do you think to get through this? Maybe about sixty hours, I'd say. 60 hours? Okay, so I've yeah. been underestimating. I've been telling them like 30 to 40 this whole time. <laughs> but it, 60 if hours. If they do 30 to 40, too. they'll be doing all right. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, I just... You, you won't realize just how, how much of a how much of an uphill ride it is to 70 until you start. Yeah, those last few levels seem to be a good push. Like, yeah. To 63 is pretty fast, but... To, which is probably what Start I'm thinking of because in my head I think like okay I do Hellfire like I love Zangermarsh like I think of all the early levels as all the ones that I'm like yeah leveling isn't that bad why don't I remember any others <laughs> why don't I remember leveling 65 to 70 <laughs> in my it's head like, uh, you've 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 wiped it from your brain because you don't want to remember once you get to Blades Edge Mountain it's just all uphill from there yep I don't play no Blades Edge. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> so, does 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 the guide vi like focus like on just open world, or is there any dungeon stuff like intertwined in it? It's a hundred percent open world. So, if you uh, that's what I love to do. There are there are some really great uh, dungeon guides that are available. If you want to do, for example, uh, you know, maximizing your rep by, you know, grinding those dungeons early before you go out and do the quests. There's plenty of guides for that, and good luck to you. Enjoy your grind, weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, at some stage when you're going to go out into the open world, you are going to want to know, um, you know, a, a reasonably optimal way of going around and picking up those quests without missing out on anything important or, you know, having to bounce between zones. And that's what the guide is for. Mm. Um, it will take you from basically zone to zone, covering the majority of the quests in a organized fashion that you can follow as fast or as slow as you like. Um, but you will, you'll complete, you know, about 90% of the quests in each zone before you go to the next one. 
it's um it's a bit smoother that way. Yeah, and one of the biggest things about like working up questing, and it's something you know, with each character that Mel and I worked up, we did better each time. But there's so many things where you go and do like a group of quests, and you could have went and picked up two other quests to do in that same area that you just spent a half an hour in. And you could have done all of them in a half an hour instead of just two of them and then come back for the other two. I'm assuming this guide will help in knowing what you should have picked up before yep. you actually go at quest. Yeah, 100%. And uh, that is um, most of the work that you do in routing is making sure that where you've got quest chains that they marry up in a meaningful way. So. Um, as much as you'd like do a zone like uh, Nagrand pretty much in one go, um, you know, it's a, it's a long way from one side of Nagrand to the other. So you don't want to be missing stuff and then going back every five minutes. Yeah, it is, it is a beautiful place, but uh, you're going to be upset if you have to backtrack. Uh, can you start this at 58? And if I dungeon to 65 and I'm totally, my dungeon group falls apart. We hate each other now. And I, can I pick it up at 65 or will it just start me back at Hellfire? Uh, or is there an easy way to kind of adapt it there? Yeah, you can. Um, with with WoW Pro, one of the reasons I use that add-on is that it's uh, going to automatically check which quests you have and just um, basically pick you up where you are. So if you've gone to like Negrand, for example, uh, bringing that up again and you did some of the quests in there to maybe pick up some of the dungeon quests, and then later on you want to go back and complete that zone, you could sort of bring up the Nagrand uh, guide and it will just automatically sort of suss out where you are and then sort of uh, slot you in where you need to be. Um, it's one of the, the reasons that I'm a big fan of that particular add-on. It's yeah. not perfect. One, one of the difficulties that I had was that um, WoW Pro didn't actually make their add-on work for BC until about a week ago. <laughs> so it's been... It's, you need to, you need to actually run through the routing to record it for WoW Pro, so it's a little little rough, but it works. So um, if you if you're on a step in there for people that actually do decide to use this uh, route alliance side, um, and you're not sure what's going on, my apology is you might need to just stop and actually read <laughs> the quest, <laughs> or just sort of just stop and have a little bit of an assessment of where you are, and you'll be good. I promise it's. It's not too bad. It's just that uh, I'm not particularly smart when it comes to add-ons. So, uh, you know, we've sort of gone from this like 85-page, 1 to 60 document with like pretty much every little detail in there because I like to like talk a lot about what's, what's coming up to an add-on where it's just basically go there, go there, go there, do this, kill that. So uh, it's it should be it should be fine. <laughs> Is that the add-on with like the green arrow that points you where to go? Yep. I've seen that on a couple of street. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, it's got an I, arrow. I actually I looked for that add-on and like never could find it. So say that name one more time. Wow Pro? Wow Pro, it's Wow Dash Pro is the actual leveling add-on. And you also need uh what you're talking about, the arrow, you also need Tom Tom. Yeah, I was gonna say Tom Tom has the Tom arrow. Tom, and you okay. can set you can set any waypoint with Tom Tom and then it'll arrow you there. Yeah, the, the gentleman that actually um, who uh, is the author of WoW Pro is also the author of TomTom, Tom, and he has just pushed out a BC update for TomTom. Tom, so that's good to go now for BC, for people wanting an arrow, pointing them to where they need to go. 
Um, and you also need Questy, which I'm sure most people are fairly familiar with and, and used to using now uh, in Classic. And uh, Questy has just pushed a new um, BC update as well as of yesterday. So just make sure you keep updating that off the Questy Discord and you will be gravy for the launch. Nice, nice. All right, well, give us like give us everywhere that we could find your guides, like every like not just the add-on, but everywhere we could find them. Uh, I'll make it easy for you. There's one place where you can find them, and that's on my Discord. Um, I've got a, a guide section on there that has everything on there. So um, there's a, a link to the one to sixty leveling guide for Alliance. Um, so you can just like download that straight off the bat. Um, that's available for free, by the way. That used to be a paid guide, and now um, thanks to the um, generous support of uh, patrons that I've had in the past, that's just available for free to the general community. Um, you've got um, the pre-packaged 60 to 70 leveling guide, uh, uh, just basically ready to go to just slot in. I've um, programmed the the routing in so all you've got to do is just pick the guide and you'll know it's mine because it'll have my name next to it then you will also uh, see a few other tidbits in there that i've provided as a resource for the community so for example there is a master spreadsheet of pre pre-patch quests basically if you're looking to load up on quests before the start of um, bc launch um, i've uh, created a spreadsheet uh, with everything on their alliance side, including the XP for turn-ins, what you need uh, for hand-ins and so on. So um, that's also available on there as well. And if you're Horde, uh, Big Man Dan has an equivalent spreadsheet and there's a link for that in the Discord as well. Nice. Okay, so how do we get to your we'll, – we'll put the Discord link in the, the show notes for anybody that wants to check, but do you have an easy link to share here? Uh, yeah, the easiest way to um, get to my Discord is to jump on my uh, Twitter or my Twitch. So the Twitter is at uh, Alenia Classic. Um, I have a link to my Discord on there, and Twitch is Alenia11, as in A L E N Y A11. If you jump on there and hit the about, there's actually uh, links to the Discord in there as well. Awesome, awesome. And that's A L E N Y A Classic yes. for Twitter. Mm -hmm. even people like me who are going to be doing uh like the dungeon leveling i'm I'm not gonna be able to get a consistent group for every character i'm leveling in the <laughs> crusade it's just not gonna happen my first character will be insano dungeon leveling but when i gotta level my my druid or something else after i'm i have to go out in the open world <laughs> it's just yep. without a consistent group i don't think it's even worth dungeon grinding if you're not gonna go crazy so uh definitely worth checking out and and the quests are so fun i mean yeah, we're going to oh, yeah, yeah. no life and in dungeons to get our first character up, but I've been working multiple characters up questing because it's just, it's awesome. Yeah, the Burning Crusade is when that sort of thing actually is enjoyable to do and you can manage multiple characters. Uh, not like easily, but you know, there are, you know, you have heroics that you can do. There's PvP gear. There's a reason to have two characters. It's, it's just a huge part of the game. People sort of undersell, you know, just how important the open world is. I mean, I I'm, I totally get why people like to grind dungeons, whether they just enjoy it in general or whether you want to get ahead in terms of getting ready for, like, heroic dungeons and progression rating. That's cool. But there's a lot of very enjoyable content that you can just, you know, get around the open world and just enjoy your own pace. I mean, I'm, you know, how many people are looking forward to the sound of the Fell Reaver? 
you know, uh, suddenly you're peering on their ass mm. while they're minding their own business. Um, you know, yep. uh, Zanger Marsh, you know, those beautiful, uh, beautiful areas out in the spawning glens in the corner. Of course, uh, Nagrand and its uh, lovely vistas. Uh, Netherstorm, where everything is purple and everything hurts. You know, it's um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, definitely people should be should be out exploring the world as well. You know, don't um, don't miss out. Yeah, I mean, we do love open world, and it's funny because probably six months ago, before anybody was talking about dungeon cleaving because of the rep, I informed Yip on the podcast that he would be dungeon leveling because of the way the rep works for heroics and everything else. And he was distraught. You st- it just looked like somebody <laughs> like just, you know, I am like, distraught. just like I've just succumbed put water to the, in to his fat. Cheerios. Yeah. He was just like, I wanted to go with my mitomethyl and kick everybody's butt while I'm questing. And he was just like, what? Yeah. I'm not even using, I thought too. I was like, okay, well I'll at least two hand dungeon grind. Right. And then it's just not even better than dual wield fury. So I'm not even going to use my mitomethyl in dungeons, but I've succumbed to the fact that I'm going to spend a crazy like 30 hours doing dungeons. I'm still saying 30. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> just hanging out. We're going to be popping energy drinks. We're going to have heart attacks. It's going to be a good time uh, for what it is. <laughs> out of curiosity, are you guys on a PvP server? We are. We are. are. You, you're we on, are you're on not planning to go, go ham at the portal and at the entrance to like the uh, Hellfire dungeons? I have. I we got have, raised to get to. List, yeah, exactly. As main, as the new main tank of my guild, I have responsibilities I need to meet on my warrior, and then we'll go from there. However, Wait. one of those responsibilities, <laughs> I'm gonna rush Deep Thunder, and then I'm gonna be out there in th- three days into TBC. I'm gonna be rocking out a weapon that's even better than Might of Menethil. It's gonna have a chance to proc stuns, and I'm gonna be killing level sixty five. So I'm gonna be. <laughs> that's the way. That's that's what you do, mate. Yeah, he's got a for sure spot as the tank. I I gotta bust ass just so I don't lose my spot. <laughs> like I gotta like I gotta bust ass up there. Yeah, we have far too many people sure going into TVC. <laughs> what do you what do you play, Bob? Uh I played Warrior and Classic, and I you know, people feel like they should apologize for being a meta slave, but I am not apologizing. I'm going warlock in TBC and then I'll be going rogue in wrath. I will always go for the top DPS because I want to be the guy on the top. And that's just all there is to it. I, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm digging this, oh I need to keep my spot as if like every raid's not gonna have like 90% warlock attendance. I'm down for this. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm, you know, like our spots are not guaranteed. We have more no warlocks than we need. We have more of everything than we need. So there yeah, is. So I got to go sweaty. I don't think anyone has to go sweaty in phase one, but you do want to, you do want to be on top when like SSC starts opening up and how do you, you do want to be on top. How do you get top. sweaty pressing one button all the time? That's what I want to know. It's more, like, yeah, it's actually about more to the, like, <laughs> okay, so like I did a lot of, of like, care rating on the lock and there is more to it there's definite nuance that's going to put you above the other people that just hit shadow bolt but the people that just hit shadow bolt are probably going to do okay 
Yeah, I I'm mean, just, just, <laughs> I don't play Warlock, oh, so I, I get don't it, know. I get it. I'm just, I just get the whole meme of you just press the one button and you're good. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I was actually a little worried about that, but doing the Karazhan testing, like, there's the whole knowing the timing of the boss to do Curse of Doom because that's a huge DPS. But if it doesn't, if the curse doesn't run out, you get no DPS from it. Knowing what fights to do that on. Knowing when to do your seed of corruption during it's trash. Really easy. There's a, Cla- this, there's a lot of nuance it's, to it's it. It's so easy. It's you, <laughs> you have no idea. You haven't done it. Oh, I played this game all my life. This game is easy. <laughs> this game is so easy. Do you know how many more keybinds I need in retail? Uh, not to say retail <laughs> is harder, but retail cool. rating is much saying. more I'm much just more saying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. I think that in the, classic. The, the, the one button's funny, but there is actual nuance to it. Knowing when to, to, to life tap during move phases, knowing when to shadow burn. There, there is nuance to it that is going to make you 10% per, per, percent higher than the warlock that just hits one button. Preparation is always better. It was like that in this in classic vanilla. And in classic TBC, it'll probably be pretty the same. What you bring into raid will make the biggest difference if you, one, know the fight, two, have your consumes, and yeah, like you said, popping your cooldowns and stuff like that at the correct time. There, yep. uh, there's not too much more to it than... <laughs> but I mean, but gear, it is a whole lot of 1111. The faster your 70, the better your gear will get to be. <laughs> definitely, definitely. But yeah, I, I was a little worried about that. I'm not as worried now. It's not going to be as tough as the fury warrior was like that you know people make fun of it but it actually was a pretty tough thing to do i think it's going to be a little easier so i'm ex- i'm just excited for big numbers sounds good so long as you enjoy it and it makes you happy that's the important <laughs> thing <laughs> yep, yep yep okay so let's talk about like, do you have any other guys besides like leveling guides planned for TBC? Like, you know, you just said you started professions. Maybe you have a prof a profession guy. Uh, no, actually, I've got uh, a, you know, quite a few people in the community. I, I'm sure you'd appreciate if you do guides, you tend to get to know everyone else that does them. Um, there's uh people out there that are. Uh, far more in tune with uh, developing things like profession guides or dungeon guides, uh, as you guys are probably going to be following in BC. My specialty is leveling. Um, uh, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not necessarily the wisest person, but I'm very, very good at doing things over and over and over ad nauseum. That's uh, so like leveling guides. My specialty. I'm I'm more happy to you know, spend my spare time getting those really, really good for the community as opposed to just trying to do a whole pile of different things. Um, having said that, uh, and again, back to the Discord, uh, the Discord's got quite uh, a large community of uh, guide creators. Uh, certainly um, they are regularly posting information, videos and so on for new things that have come out. So it's a, it's a good resource for the community to just drop in and just you know, go through and just uh, pull out the information that they want and then go on their way without trying to find it out in the wild on the internet. Okay, so you talked about the Alliance Guide, but you're going to be playing Horde. Mm-hmm. Is there going to be a Horde 60 to 70 guide in the works coming later? Because there's going to be a lot of people working up alts. It's going to be 
it's going to be, I think, much more rampant than it was in Classic. Uh, no, and the, and the reason why, and it's the same reason I ended an alliance guide for Classic, is that Joanna is a specialist as far as um, Horde side guides go, and uh, he's been doing a lot of work in getting his guides updated, both for Classic and for BC. Uh, in fact, uh, we were shooting the breeze yesterday while he was working on beta, just uh, putting the finishing touches um, on the BC routing uh, for his guide. So, um, you know, that'll probably be what I'm actually using Horde side to level because, um, you know, there's no point reinventing the wheel. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So you guys are like actually collaborating rather than stepping on toes. I actually didn't know Joanna was a guy. Yeah. That's, Paul, that, that nice guy. To me. The speed running community, I, it, it sounds very strange because you assume that because we're all very competitive that, you know, we sort of, you know, hide in the shadows and don't communicate much, but it's actually a very gregarious helpful community of people you know we all hit each other up going out I, I had one yesterday Carmen who is the the um, oceanic fellow uh, a fellow speedrunner that I dinged level five with discovering Orgrima, uh at um, classic launch uh, when we did the initial speed run um, I messaged him yesterday going I'm having like you know the world's worst trouble with this macro can you help me because he's a bit of a macro whiz and you know he's you know, happy to spend an hour sort of plowing through that to help me sort out my problems. Or, you know, if you've got like a great tip that you've come across, you'll send it over to a couple of the other speed running mates going, Oh, I just saw this. This is really good. Um, the, at the end of the day, um, the community is about doing things the best way that you can. And, uh, that's what I love about it is, you know, it's based on ability, not necessarily just like hiding information from each other it's 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 a very very nice community that's i mean that's awesome that's i mean there's a lot of content cre creators that we've gotten to know and we do the same thing like shoot stuff back and, and forth and i think that's great but yeah i i i would say i didn't expect it i thought maybe you know it would be would be a little more competitive and like hiding secrets but that's cool to hear that you guys don't do that that's very cool oh look we don't we don't put everything out there especially for routing um obviously we all have our own secret special source it's like a uh like a <laughs> pit master competition you know but um we're all competitive once the timer starts but that doesn't mean that we can't all be friends when it's not you said pit master are you talking about barbecue oh yeah I come from the barbecue capital of the world, Kansas City. All right, I'll be right back. I am boarding a plane to Kansas. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We, for the states, it's definitely con considered the barbecue place. But as a northerner, for Australia, I, I have no clue. As a northerner, I put uh, ballpark hot dogs on my grill. That's a barbecue to me. That's all. I <laughs> that counts. Oh man! That all right, counts. so. Give us your plans for TBC, like just how you're going to play. And that's you, you, that's the last question. Like, are you, are you in a guild? Yeah, you are in a guild. You said you joined your friends at Horde. But, like, do you plan on actually trying out some PvP? Because you said you had done that for the first time just recently. What are your plans? Uh, well, the first plan is uh, Alliance side, uh, Alenia, which is my alliance character on Aragul, the one that I did the initial speed run with at Classic Launch. 
Uh, she's been prepped now to do the um, BC run to 70 on another server. So she's ready to go and we're pushing for Oceanic first air. So that's going to be uh, the first couple of days done right there. And then I'll get some sleep. Uh, and then after that, uh, Ali gets retired and uh, we go to Earth Fury, which is a NA server horde side. And I've already got a 60 hunter on there that I've leveled. And I've got a paladin, which is going to be my main, that's currently level 30. And that's going to be pushed over the rest of the week to 70 to just uh, get that ready for raiding. And um, uh, 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 Mike, who was the prior GM of uh, the Countdown Guild on Earth Fury, which is the guild that I'm in. Uh, Balls of Steel, Balls Mike, of Steel, right? yes. Uh, he has had the stick out ever since I rolled that paladin because we need healers. <laughs> so it's like if I do anything that's not leveling the paladin, I kind of have to just have a quick look on Discord and you know on on uh, Battle.net to see whether he's online to uh, try and do anything else. <laughs> I just piece no, something nice. together. I, I just I feel like I have to tell everybody. So yeah. they just recently connected the Oceanic, right? The BGs were not connected this entire time until a couple yeah. of days ago when they announced that. Uh huh. Yep. I just realized. We were doing Warsong Gulch last night and we had rankers um, who had like ranked a Grand Marshal. We were in, we were against pre-maids, one from Argon, one from Yojamba. And they were like, what the <laughs> hell? What is Yojamba? What is Argon? What are these servers? Okay. Okay, <laughs> They're <Yojamba>. oceanic. That's <laughs> we'll <call> why. That. <laughs> That's why. Aragul. Uh. Let me, let me, let me tell you about Aragul. Aragul is the PvP server for Oceanic. Like at Classic Launch, it had over 25,000 players on it. And it was the only PvP server that was created at the time for Oceanic. So every man and his dog in, you know, from the Oceanic community piled onto that server. It is the most horrifying experience to try and level through phase two on Aragul. There was just blood, like you, you couldn't see, can't see that like the floor for the corpses on Aragul. Uh, it's same insane. here on White Mane, don't worry. We believe you. Yeah. You get the same yeah, on White Mane? thought it was great. I mean, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had uh, we had a 70-30 back in the day. So for the longest okay. time, we were the highest pop server, and it was 74-30 alliance. And it was just, phase two was like the great, the great shattering of the server as, as everyone just quit the game. <laughs> I, f I feel like a broken record because I tell every yeah. guest this, but I'm going to tell it again because every guest is like, really? Yeah, give it For to me. Mel and I... We would do, we started to be able to do DM East jump runs in phase two. To get to DM East to zone <laughs> in, it would literally take an hour, not kidding, an actual hour, because at every turn of the corner to get to, 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 get to DM, there was another horde group. The, the first group would kill you three or, three or four times. Then they just let you pass on to the next group to get three or four times before you start not giving honor. So it does. So they're just like, all right, we'll let you go to the next. And you were literally just tagging to get to the next one. And it was, it was horrible. I mean, our server but, yeah. could have died. We lucked out in that a bunch of alliance servers, uh, a bunch, a bunch of alliance large raiding guilds transferred to White Main uh, after Phase Two. Because we were just like a large server and we ended up getting to like a 50-50 balance. But between queues and phase two, I feel like our server could have just like tipped and been one of those crazy 99 to 1% servers. Just because it's like, why am I waiting in queues just to die over and over again? 
I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. We we had that on Aragul as well. If you wanted to go to Blackrock Depths in Phase 2, it would take you the better part of an hour to get your group in there for exactly the same reason. You would you would land at Thorium Point. You would get butchered repeatedly. You would get away from Thorium Point just like corpse running and like a third of the way along, you would get butchered again and, and again and again and again all the way to the entrance and then you'd have another swag pile of Horde that would – Kill you one last time to remind you that uh, you are indeed having a bad day before you got in. So uh, you would just oh, basically, man. like going to BRD, like you would just go and start making your lunch because you knew it was just going to take you a while yeah. <laughs> to get there. Yep, so I, yep. I, I feel your pain. I feel your pain. It, it was even, you know, I actually don't think I've told this part of it, but going to to DMEs, so we'd have to land over there in that uh, Alliance Island, like this, just uh, like far west of uh, Fairless. Yeah, F- yeah. Fairless. And when you'd land, there were three rogues yep. that would kill everybody when they land. Yeah, and yeah, you no get killed by them two or three times. No before you, you hate, got away. No wonder you hate it. You were supposed to go to the Far Strider outpost. You don't. You don't go to the I island. Know, I heard that later. I oh heard that goodness. later. Outpost, you know? I was no going to say the outpost is where it's at. You have the same yeah. thing, Menethil Harbor, and then you'd have like a boat literally oh. full of horde standing uh, all over the yep, boat. I yep. Uh, I don't you know, you even bring it back horrible it. memories. I'm like, oh, you bring it back horrible oh. PTSD. PTSD. I mean, it's funny how when someone alliance comes on, we're all commiserating. We have a horde on. They're like. Phase two? What even came out in phase two? Like what? phase two, what's that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like, is that when we slaughtered the alliance? Oh, that's when all the alliance left, left our, our server. server. Yeah, they all they're all like They all oh. came to White Man, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, everyone knows the horde were only really dominating PvP because they were like, you know, PvPing in packs versus like one or two alliance, and then like you'd get them alone and they'd just like fold like, you know. <laughs> It's because like they're the pack animals. They're not. <laughs> we don't have any. We've talked about this so many times too. Like <laughs> we would literally wait for the other alliance to res, so he would draw the fire. Then we'd res and run. You're like tripping your your friend so that he you know gets caught by the dogs. <laughs> We're learning it's a lot about literally you today. the alliance way. <laughs> We're learning yeah, a lot about you're slash yelling for the alliance. <laughs> Or the alliance as you run past them and they die. Peace <laughs> out, bro. Human collateral. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right well yep what are some of your your plans for yeah let me i want uh, to i wanted to outline Lodge. i wanted to outline my week okay we're yeah. dungeon leveling it opens up right it opened 6 p.m est i think uh 6 p.m perfect i get a, i get a full work day in that's nice est we are we are the real time zone all right <laughs> that's the that's, Sorry, what? that's the what's appropriate EST? time zone. Eastern, Eastern Standard, Eastern. so the East it Coast is, of America. New York time. We get listen, oh. New York get, City time. Nah, for listen, we get releases at normal human hours. <laughs> that's what's. That's why Eastern is the best. Um, so we're gonna launch five minutes in after launch. We are in that dungeon, and if you're not, you're getting cut out of my dungeon group. <laughs> if you're yes. not in queue or whatever, however it works, we're dungeoning, uh, and then we're just dungeon the whole way. My big thing. I can't decide, but I think I want to rush Deep Thunder. I'm going to get every Primal Nether from our first Heroics. I'm going to uh, rush Blacksmithing. I'm hoping to get some crypts done. So the biggest part of Blacksmithing is that from 360 to 375, there's almost no way to get that. You either have to do an Aldor or a Scryer pattern, 
Or you need the Felsteel gloves from Arcanite Crips. I might have told this story before on uh, on the podcast, but originally I was a warrior in TBC, and at 70, I had to solo the monks in Arcanite Crips. There's a way to run to a single monk by yourself and kill it solo, and it has like a low chance of dropping the pattern, and then you run back out and you reset over and over again. It was the only way for me to hit 375 at the time, uh, but it's also super expensive, so I need to get a pattern. I need to figure out which pattern I'm going to do. Uh, either the, I think I'm going Scryer. I think I go Scryer. Uh, so I'm either doing the Scryer one or the Felsteel gloves. And then somehow, after, after I really want it before that Monday, before reset, I want to be out with Deep Thunder, just destroying people. <laughs> what happens yeah, when you yeah, get... That, that'd be cool. What happens when you get Deep Thunder and then you're still being destroyed? It won't happen. <laughs> that's the thing is it's impossible it's just like pvping right now with might of menethil in that i can i can just global people i can global if you're not in max equivalent gear uh, or so close to it with might of menethil if i can just like melee and mortal strike for 4k at once and they're just on the ground and that's it so it's pretty good if i'm still yeah, getting destroyed even with my smaller sword i i'm globaling people yeah. with the gear like warriors at the end of expansions through through wrath are just monsters. Here's the backup it's just plan. The way it is. Let's say I'm out there getting destroyed. I realize I'm not like I'm not I'm not the young man I used to be. I can't compete in arenas <laughs> on my warrior. I just switched. I just switched to swordsmith, and then I make my best in slot phase one tanking sword, and I call it a day. <laughs> You're a man with a plan. I like it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, so for me, uh, Mel actually took off. Wednesday and Thursday. So we'll be starting as soon as the servers come up. Hopefully it is five central time, the real time. Uh, come on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, central time's the real time. Everyone, yep. every time a TV show comes on, they say this time Eastern, this time Central. Oh, that's that's funny because it's the opposite in the in the Midwest. It, like it's it's I think it just depends on what way you're at. No, I know. I'm saying is that we get East Coast and West Coast. But we, the, us coastal elite don't even know the middle of America exists. I'm sorry. Yeah, I guess the middle of America doesn't even know that the West Coast exists because it's always like this time and this time. Eastern. Oh, yeah, you're, you're going to the. That's funny. Yeah, actually. they like literally just <laughs> they're like West Coast who. But yeah, but it's it's Chicago time. I'm just, I'm just literally sitting over here, just like, just snickering because, like, it's six a.m. the start for me here. Yeah, so enjoy, enjoy <laughs> your, know, enjoy yeah. your overnight game, boys, because I'm going to have a full day of daylight before it gets tonight over here to play. Oh, that's so oh, true. Nice, actually, nice, yeah, that's actually not bad yeah, at all. It is nice. <laughs> yeah, but so we're gonna play that night. We'll go to bed at a decentish time and get up early in the morning, and then we'll just do twelve hours, maybe more, for the first two days, hoping to just actually get my lock worked up. But then after that, if he's not, it'll be I'll be on during the day tanking with Blaze and Bob, working him up in other groups, and then uh, working up with Mel on my lock afterwards, and. So I'm hoping within the first, I don't know, week or two weeks, I'm hoping to have both of my characters up to max because Bob is 
going PvP. I hope so. there's no major queues. That's like the biggest thing that will throw a wrench in this. I don't if we're all logged in, I don't know how we take a break or like take a sleep rest if no break, no still. sleep. Well, what that's what I mean. About? If there's like a three hour queue, how can you go take a how can you go rest? You have to like sleep for three hours, wake up, get in the queue, sleep for another three and come back. But yeah, we're we're hoping to be the, the hardest core dungeon group in our. Are, so are no you not, sleep are you not queuing be. early? We're queuing early. I mean, I just mean a, a break like uh, for sleep or something in the middle. Like, so we'll play for like 20 hours. And if we're like, we should take a break. What if there's like a five hour queue that makes taking a break? really uncomfortable and like yeah, you don't, you don't take a break that's that's all there is exactly. to it it's like yeah which the speed, that's realistic all the speed unfortunately runners, all the speed runners that like classic launch everyone's like going oh i hate these queues i'm just like what queue as i'm like you know <laughs> still yeah, playing like yeah. 40 hours later but, um, that's probably how it'll be you can the burning crusade the best commercial for adderall <laughs> uh you can you can you can do <laughs> it's it. Sad but true. You can do it and look after yourself. You know, playing long things like you know when we when we do these big runs where you're doing like forty hours nonstop in a shift. It's like you know, lots of water, um, low sugar, yes. low carbs, healthy eating, healthy snacks. Um, you know, nuts, grains, uh, pre cooked meals, and um, you know, lots of like. Lots of moving, lots of stretches, getting up, walking around the house when you're on the flight path or whatever, you know, doing your hand stretches and just making sure you look after yourself is really important. But you can you can go for a long time so long as you sort of make sure that you're not, you know, disrespecting your body too much without too much trouble. Yeah. You know, the, the, you were talking earlier about, oh, you're just going to like load up on like, you know, Red Bull and whatever. If you do that, you're going to crash later on and you're going to feel oh, yeah. really, really tired. Well, I'll, I'll just well, say it depends. that. If you're in your 20s, we- <laughs> early 20s, you're probably okay. I, I drank a case of Red, of Red Bull and drove back from California back to Kansas, Kansas City on a 25-hour with no sleep but if you're older it, okay either way all like could be completely serious all joking aside just please make sure to drink water there was a person who actually hurt themselves very bad during the launch of classic so yes, they definitely take care of your yourself guys our, our guild leader said this to me let's take a look i did he, he said uh oh god i've got <laughs> I've got ten rain energy drinks and two boxes of hot pockets. <laughs> so in the bin. I'm not sure our, our, Throw them in the bin right now. That's actually <laughs> I've I've been a big advocate of the health stuff. Uh, I don't know if people remember this, but Kriparian, I think he just plays Hearthstone now and, and streams it. He was yeah. uh, in the Diablo three when it launched race, and he's vegan. And I I was amazed by his planning because they just had like a month to plan, and they had all these. This is what we're doing. This is how long we're playing. This is what we're eating. And he had super healthy stuff because he's like, listen, if we're going to be doing this push for like two weeks, we can't just be drinking energy drinks and eating garbage. Like that might work for a day, but it won't work for super long time. uh, I'm I'm like actually not going to drink any alcohol during the push too. like that's a big thing. Like if you're a dad gamer, like to have a couple brewskis like I do. You're gonna have to give that up if you want to actually push these like real long hours. Just saying. You sound like the most degenerate tips that. Uh, here's some tips. Uh, don't get alcohol poisoning while you're playing. Don't 
Only drink energy <laughs> no, drinks. Have you heard of water at before? <laughs> don't drink at all oh, because sorry, that's just going to slow you down. All I'm saying is that if you want to be able to do this for a long time without really suffering those crashes, then there's some things that you're just going to have to not put on your desk, like sugar and caffeine uh, are the two big no-nos. And obviously, they're the ones that tend to get pushed a lot you know, towards keeping you up for long gaming sessions. That might be okay if you're a bit younger. I'm in my 40s. Uh, I like to go to sleep at uh, 10 p.m. So uh, that sort of regime is pretty much the only thing that will keep me going for two days at a time. Oh, I'm so happy I have another 40 plus. Thank you for coming on the show. <laughs> no worries. I'm going to take my Zuma frame on the way back out of the studio now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor Bob. Bob's the boomer hey, of our guild. <laughs> yeah, but just, you can not ask actual anybody boomer, but, you know. who's met me at BlizzCon, and I got the I, I'm the Energizer buddy. He, he just he can't parties. tire me out. Bob parties. What can I say? Someone, someone called me a boomer yesterday, and I was just like, "Come back when you've been up for like forty hours in a row for like a whole week with like four hours sleeps, <laughs> and then we'll talk." Bob's. Bob's a boomer because he won't stop talking about like <laughs> daggers and BWL and vanilla. He's not a boomer for like actual age reasons. <laughs> I I even have a I even have a character named Bo- Boomer Bob. I wear it as a badge of honor. Like the only time I don't like. There's so many people that you know will talk smack and like nothing really bothers me. The only thing that's ever bothered me on the podcast is when someone in the YouTube comments of our very small YouTube said, oh, I just don't like the way this classic thinking podcast is going. And I was like, oh. <laughs> what? Straight to the heart. <laughs> Unbelievable. That is not okay. And uh, No, no, retail, retail thinking. Yeah, like, retail yeah thinking. sorry, sorry. But yeah, they said this is this podcast is moving more towards a, a retail train of thought. I was like, yeah. are you kidding because me? Because we don't want to spend two and a half hours just like – Talking about a storm about out. Stuff. Oh my god, this yeah. mountain is ruining my life. Oh, like the the, the death the, of the death of classic. <laughs> Back to private servers, everybody, because the mount's coming out, and just do it for two <laughs> hours straight like that, and that's what people want of classic. Content. I don't care. I like. The, I think. The, I think that storm mount looks like ass. Is for the love, but it's it does. It, makes it you looks happy. like ass. You can't get through doors. Like it. It wobbles and weird. Yeah, I don't like it at all. I spent ninety five gold to get my own mount. I liked it in the preview, but I didn't like yeah, it in the, the game. Yeah, the preview looked better. Yeah, I mentioned when it came out, I was like, oh, I liked how like, it fits. The retail yeah. version is like a chunky boy, which I'm a fan of because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a chunk, chunky gal myself. So like, that's a, that's a match made in heaven right there. But uh, the one in, in Classic doesn't look that great. Yeah. It, All right. Well, guys, I think we're going to end it out. Wow. Last that's podcast okay before TBC. I'm sorry. Yep. Burning Crusade. That's what we call it. Listen to WoW Blizzard branding. It's just Burning Crusade, which is funny. In the song, they say the Burning Crusade. (laughs) They just refuse to. They just refuse to capitalize the. They'll say the Burning Crusade, but not the Burning Crusade. No, is this any? This is just another Burning Crusade. (laughs) We'll just call it another Burning Crusade now. (laughs) But they did go as far as get the Twitter hashtag uh, uh, graphic at at the end. If you do. Burning Crusade Classic, Burning Crusade, or WoW Classic, you get the the little TBC icon, which is something they did for the Overwatch League, too. That's yeah, actually another like. good point. Burning Crusade Classic, BCC is already a thing. 
That's already a phrase taken up by email. <laughs> you can't just you can't <laughs> you need oh the Oh my tea. god, it's true, yeah. You need the tea. They messed this up. Whatever. Good show. Love love TBC. Excited, happy. <laughs> we'll see you all in see you all in game. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's go ahead and end out the show. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at WC Reloaded. You can follow the Mashless Buttons Network at the Mash Network. We want more WoW stories. We're going to be starting a segment sometime in TBC where uh, a non-content creator can choose one of the hosts and have a short 10 to 15 minute conversation with them just to get their opinion out there. Uh, so write in to wcrpodcast at gmail.com if you want to be considered for that. If you'd like to join our, our Discord and interact with the host of this show or any show on the Mash Those Buttons network, that's mash.gg slash discord. How could you help the podcast out? Well, you can post it in your Discord. You can yell it out at Walmart. You can... Post it, just post it, you know, tell someone in your guild about it, like tell anybody. And then the other way you could help us is ratings and reviews on iTunes or on warcraftradio.com slash directory. Either of those would be awesome to help us grow. We appreciate it. All right. Ryan, where can we find you? Hi, you can find me on Twitter at Cognitive Pit or on YouTube, youtube.com slash Cognitive Pit. And you can see where to grind in the Burning Crusade because I like doing it and I'm wasting my time in beta to do it. So come, <laughs> come see. Come check it out. And Alania, give out all your socials. Where can we find you? Well, I'll be out leveling with all the real Chad gamers in Burning Crusade in the open world. And you can find me uh, primarily on Twitch at Alenya 11, A-L-E-N-Y-A-1-1. I'll be streaming the Push to 70 as well for those that want to come along for the ride. And you can also see me on Twitter, which is at Alenya Classic, A-L-E-N-Y-A Classic. And uh, I'm always happy to talk to people. If you've got questions about leveling or want to pick my brains, you're always welcome to uh, jump in and have a chat. Love talking to the community. Awesome. And you can find me on Twitter at Blazin underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. I will be streaming for the launch. So if you want to check out the stream, it's twitch.tv slash Blazin Bob. Alania, thank you so much for coming on. It was an absolute delight to have you on the show. Thank you. It's been wonderful. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I've had a lot of fun today. Yeah, it's been good. We have to. Actually, now that you say that you're streaming the launch, I forgot to mention I'm absolutely not streaming the launch. I mean, <laughs> 10 hours of dungeon grinding. I'm going to be so irritated that I would just look like a huge asshole. Like someone pulls. I'm going to be like, why would you pull that? We have 100 of these dungeons to do. This sounds like premium content to me. Please stream it so I can watch. That's yeah, what I was thinking. I was thinking that's perfect. No. I mean, have you ever watched XQC stream? No, no. That's not my, that's not my persona. <laughs> He's like, I just want to be the cool, chill guy. (laughs) But 20 hours of guys was not cool and chill. All right, bye. (laughs) We're getting out of here. Nice, guys.
Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out mashthosebuttons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash mashthosebuttons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at twitter.com slash themashnetwork, facebook.com slash mashthosebuttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash discord. 